Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am. An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> and Philly V. I am untethered and I rage knows no bounds. And the return of our intern, Javi. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. Cheers. <laughs> This episode of the B-Side Boys is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. New year, new floors. If you have a garage that needs to get done, a shed, a little bar, whatever, patio. Locker room. Locker room, all sorts of different stuff. Floor. Get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. They're going to get it taken care of for you. It's going to look beautiful. Everybody's going to be super impressed by it whenever they come over and check it out. If you spill anything, you're going to be able to clean it up nice and easy. And it looks great. And... Great price, great people, great service. I mean, just can't speak highly enough about them. They're just, they're the best. So that's why you need to get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. Go to their Facebook page, look them up online. R-O-D-E-R, Epoxy. Tell them the B-Side Boys sent you. Yes, please. Yeah, that's really important. Now, here's the show. Hey, Philly V. How about that snow yesterday, uh, huh? Mr. Gray, I love the snow. I don't. I fucking hate it. I know. I'm sick of it. I hate it, too. And, like, we got teased over the weekend. It felt like oh, spring. My God. Yes. It, it reminded me of when I was a student at UNI. We were students at UNI. And, like, all the snow would melt. It'd be, like, 45 degrees and sunny. And it was, like, <gasps> patio weather. And we would just sit on a patio, like, at Suds or wherever. And we just day drink outside. Oh, Skip yeah. class. And, like... Because you're like, oh, spring is sprung, and it's like 42 degrees in February, and you're like, patio season, open her up. I remember, did you, because you were coaching at the time, but did you organize <laughs> a little tackle session? It was like, snow was melting, so, it, but it was really nice. I was like 30-some, like upper 30s, low 40s. There's still definitely snow on the ground. It was a sloppy mess, and you invited some of the Bremer guys up, and we did some tackle rugby session. Do you remember that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah that was... That was actually really fun. That was actually one of my like a core memory from you and I days. Just you don't remember so sloppy. You I just don't, don't remember, remember if I was there. Or not. No, no, I remember you were there because I tackled you. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I tried to tackle you. You know, kind of was a little bit behind. You were kind of like running with me on your and back. And I'm too fast. <laughs> and I'm too fast. And you're too fast for and me. strong. Yes, of course. Okay, we got that on recording. <laughs> All right. No, oh, this is a good way to start the the podcast. All right, I'm feeling good. <laughs> I outran and outmuscled Phil back <laughs> in the college days. Well, I was a men's player and you were a college player, you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. that year and a half difference. Yeah, you know. What year did you graduate high school? 11. Okay. That was 08. So you'd have been a freshman when I was a senior. Yeah, I was just a baby boy. Yeah, you were. Still are. I know. But now I feel like we're closer in age. Yeah, I know, right? Time is weird. It is. Anyways, speaking of time, that NCR All-Star Tournament. Yeah, yeah. 
somebody from the Midwest Barbarians had a real good time. Mm, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Aiden Farrell from Iowa Central Community Gosh, College. It was an all-tournament team. He made the all-tournament team, which uh, I saw some interesting conversation around this. So, yeah, he made the all-tournament team. Mm. And on the last podcast, I mentioned there was like a social media clip where he hit a little, a little flub. And yeah. like they ran with it because whatever, people try to go – or like NCR wants to get as many views as possible. So, yeah, yeah. they pull things out of the ordinary. But, I mean, with that being said, the dude balled out all weekend – there's mm. played in 200 240 minutes of yeah. rugby in two days that's kind of insane yeah, if you lot. think about it and not only was he selected to be a part of the midwest team because he's one of the best players in the midwest yep this all tournament team had all eight unions represented mm-hmm. so i mean if you think 50 from the midwest there's like 400 different people they could have pulled from, yeah. and he made the top 23 yeah, that's really cool really cool so shout out to Aiden Farrell for making the all tournament team and be really interesting to see how his career continues to go. Because again, that's a name. Like when we talked to Chuck, we've talked to Nelson, we've talked to Javi. Uh, That's an, he's a good little player. (laughs) Just a good little player. (laughs) Love you, Chuck. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, But that's a name we keep hearing pop up. He came from the Wisconsin youth system and playing for Iowa central. And it'll be fun to keep an eye on him because Great little player. Great little player. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But what I was, what I was going to say, though, uh, Alex Goff actually wrote a piece about the all-tournament or the NCR All-Stars, and he said it was just missing one thing. Basically, everyone I saw said it was awesome. Yeah. You get high-level players, high-level, like so many connections. Like I saw Tyler Daly's post saying, like, none of these guys knew each other. They come together. And, like, all of them are going to remember this experience forever. Oh, yeah. Looked amazing. And that's what I've seen from so many people on social media is, like, this was an awesome experience for everyone involved. But Alex Goff's biggest complaint was, just like with Team USA, you pull these high-level players. It's in January. Might be tough for some people to get organized. Mm. Hardly any practices. You know, clubs aren't – or guys aren't traveling to practice as a unit. And they're saying, like, this is an all-star thing. But yet, all-star rugby wasn't played because continuity wasn't there. Things get sloppy. People are out of position. Like, it it just isn't as good as it could have been. And then also, the fact that they were only playing 20-minute halves also contributed to some interesting tactics that weren't normal. Guys Mm might have been playing hero ball because, like, I got to show out and not playing a selfless brand of rugby that's, you know, (laughs) better yeah you know like i i can see where he's coming from on that my only thing though is you know when do you really pick a good time to do this because you don't want to schedule anything too close to seven season right so you kind of have to squeeze it in somewhere between 15's competitive season and seven's competitive season and january february would seem like the best time for that in my opinion well and like yeah could could there be something where everything is like tightened up and and a better, you know, age grade team effort? Sure. But still, three, four hundred guys got together and played some great rugby. Wow. It's better than nothing. Exactly. That I mean, that's my big takeaway is like there were guys from the Midwest who networked with PR sevens, the Premier Rugby Sevens, mm. and also MLR and networking with NCR. Like so much great networking it's i feel like it's a win-win could the the level of rugby be improved sure yeah but 
how much time and money do we have to dedicate to that? Mm. I think this was as good as it could have been. Yep. Hats off to NCR. I hope to see more stuff like this. And you know, may and like that's the thing too. You you mentioned like seven seasons, fifteen season. Do we get to a point where players in the United States specialize? I'm a fifteens player. I'm a sevens player. Mm. Maybe there's going to be schools. Maybe there's going to be players who are like I play fifteens only. I mean, granted, front row guys probably. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna um, say. but then also sevens like are there going to be guys who are like yeah i'd make a great fly half or a great wing or great fullback but i'm gonna play sevens only trying to get to the usa seven squad and then that way when you do these select side things i think of you and i Hmm. you know gentry stack nick marker david randall those are like three guys that i'm so excited to watch them play sevens and and honestly they're fantastic at 15s they're also fantastic at sevens i think um their style of play like makes you and I a better sevens team, but they're also amazing 15s players. Would they be better to specialize in one or the other? I don't know the answer to that. Is that something where it's like, are are people going to be like, Oh, I need to focus on this and this alone. But then I also know there's people who are like the skills you have in 15s help you in sevens and vice versa. You know, big guys with the ball in open space in sevens is great. Transfer over to 15s, 15s. Hey, you need to know how to ruck. You got to have that work rate up. That transfers over to sevens. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It is. Yeah, that's, it's a lot. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard people talk like no. that, but it's just something I was thinking about because mm-hmm. when I think of, there's different parts of the country that they have 15s rugby, they have sevens, sevens rugby, rugby. Yep. and then they have select sides for 15, select sides for seven. Oh, wait, some of those kids play football, some mm-hmm. play baseball, some play soccer. Like, how do we fit this all in? Yeah. Do we pick one and run with it or do we keep half ass in both of them? I don't know. Uh, I'll let someone from a select side, high performance thing. Casey Hanson, you figured out. Uh, Tyler Daly, you guys, I don't know. Jeremiah Johnson. JJ figured, yeah, you guys figured out. Let us know. Um, But that's something, too, where people talk about in sports. Specialization actually can hurt you. Yeah. You know, so, you know, stay away from it. I don't know. Interesting stuff. Speaking of select sides, sign up for high school kids for the U18 high school select sides for Iowa is open. Huge success last summer. Yeah. We talked to Casey Hansen about it earlier or at the end of last year. Um, they're looking to do more and be seen by more high performance uh, clubs and opportunities. One of them, uh, Utah Warriors. Yeah, their academy, their high school academy team, they're going to go play them. Yeah. That's going to be really fucking cool. So I follow the GM from the Utah Warriors uh, on on Twitter. Yeah. Brandon Sparks. And he he kind of interacts. Like, we interact with each other sometimes on things because I'm always, like, just tweeting random shit about rugby. And he jumps in sometimes. He's a Detroit Lions fan. That kind of sucks. But <laughs> poor guy. Um, But I heard that he was having talks with Casey, the, or the Iowa Rugby 15s, or, sorry, Iowa Select Side 7s team mm. to have – our Iowa high school select side sevens go to Utah to play the Utah Warriors Academy team. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be a great experience for a lot of those guys. Get some good looks. You're 16, 17, 18 years old, and you're playing in an MLR stadium in front of professionals, in front of Eagles. Yeah. Like you like, and there's some kids who are like, I don't know if rugby is gonna be my lifelong thing that I commit to. <sighs> go to the highest stage and see if it's for you. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You could get your education paid for, too, on top of all that. Like, you could get noticed by a varsity program and get some form yeah. of scholarship. Yep. And, like, 
we have an interview coming up with like Eric Pimentel, yeah. who played for you and I. Uh, now he's down playing for a club of guys we're going to interview here shortly. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, he also has been in the Dominican Republic. Uh, again, his interview is coming up like a week or two from now. But just the avenues that things open like, up for up, like through rugby. Yeah, exactly. Like little tiny things happened where he just went and tried some rugby stuff and it opened up for his career. Yeah. That's not even rugby related. Again, that's this is a week from now. But like you never know. So why not go try it out? High school coaches – Send the link to all of your kids. Like, my thought is, if you are playing high school rugby, every single kid, from the worst player to the best player, every single one of them should go to the tryout. Mm. Because you will get better, you will have fun, you will create a bond, you will network, and you'll see what high level is. Every single kid should go, even if it's like, I don't know if it's for me. See if you make the team. Because that's the thing, too, for kids who are like, I don't know, go and try. Probably, I mean, you might not make the team, but you might. You might spark something. So sign up for the select side. It's on Facebook, uh, the Iowa High School 7 select side. Sign up. Uh, they're also the Iowa State University men's program. Ant Frine is hosting a clinic this Saturday in Ames. Get a hold of head coach Ant Frine of Iowa State to learn how to coach high school 7s. Great opportunity for new coaches, old coaches. Uh, get ready for the boys season that yeah. starts this spring. You going? Well, I'm going to be in Duluth actually during the coaching clinic. Duluth, Duluth, Duluth. Minnesota. Duluth yeah. is on fire. I don't know that one. Well, I was thinking <laughs> the roof. Oh, uh, the roof. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is that, <laughs> is that a Duluth fighting penguins like rugby song? Or? <laughs> Dude, they're the they're the bulldogs now. Bulldogs now, yeah. But they used to be and they penguins. suck. When they were the penguins, they were awesome. Yeah. Now they suck because they're the friggin' the school. Bulldogs. So. Lame. I will say really quickly, everyone who is for varsity, like, hey, we got to get every rugby program varsity or school sponsored. So when Duluth was the Duluth Fighting Penguins, they won two national titles. They were a force in D2, and they sent multiple guys to the USA Eagles academies, and I think one or two of their guys actually started that eight-man yeah. monster. And I think they even had a, don't they have a couple guys that are currently playing the MLR, too, or something like that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Then, all of a sudden... They are like, oh, cool, the school's going to sponsor us. So they change from the Penguins. They change all their colors. They're the Bulldogs. They're the actual school mascot. And the school's like, okay, we're going to intervene. Uh, old boys, alumni, head coach. We're going to kind of organize some things. But they didn't understand rugby and rugby culture. No offense, compared to where they were, they stink now. Yeah, that's crazy. It's they, so weird to think about. They were in the middle of the pack of the Northern Lights. This past year yeah. in D2 and Northern Lights, they're beating teams by 100 to 120. Yeah, easily. And we were on some of those UNI teams that lost by 60, 50. 60. Yeah, 50. yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, but I mean, they were just a powerhouse. And now they're struggling against Mankato, Bemidji, North Dakota, North Dakota, North Dakota State, Winona. So, I mean, be careful uh, when your school supports you. Make sure they know kind of what's going on mm-hmm. and and help them through it because that's a sad i mean it's sad, they have right? so much usa rugby hardware championships as so many guys playing at a high level school comes in and like well you know what to do and they just run it into the ground mm-hmm. pretty much they pissed off the old boys and girls and coaches and they're just like see ya like you want to run it go for it and it just and they're like we're the penguins you're the bulldogs well just like in this is rugby adam hughes talks about 
you know, need to have support from your old boys. That's one of the best ways to keep a club alive. So exactly. Boom. Yeah. I love how, when you brought that up, that's a great point. I saw you look over in the corner of the wombat den yeah. at the, this is rugby book I have displayed. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <thought>, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, last thing before we get into the interviews, there are new laws that referees are going to uh, yeah. be calling uh, from world rugby starting January 1st, 2023. And the goal is to speed up the game. So trying to help Adam Falk, trying to, you know, do them a favor by being like, Hey, a lot of people don't read their law books. A lot of people don't learn new rules. I mean, how many times do we get to a scrum and someone does something and then the referee's like, Hey, you can't do that anymore. And someone goes, since, since when? when? Yeah. And then the referee's <laughs> like, uh, since 2012. <laughs> and you're like oh like have you do you even have a law book do you even have you guys ever reviewed the rules no i mean no, that I referee from chicago even told us like you guys are nice but you're the dumbest team i've ever met <laughs> yeah i remember that it's kind of it was mean but he fair. was also kind of right too well it was fair because time. we did have some guys arguing like what he's doing this and the referee's just looking at us like they changed it like you're like, like years ago. You're like, not what? you're not wrong if it was 2006, which doesn't make sense because none of us played in 2006. Mm-hmm. But we're going off these old rules because no one. Yeah. So, anyways, we're trying to help the Iowa Rugby Society. We're gonna read through some of these. Uh, so basically, they want to speed up the game. Uh, the conversion. The kicker takes the kick within 90 seconds from the try that was awarded, even if the ball rolls over and has to be placed again. The sanction, the kick is disallowed. So you got 90 seconds to kick a conversion. Penalty kick. You have to kick it within 60 seconds from the time uh, that the referee puts the mark down or indicated their intention to do. So when they go, hey, you have a penalty, and you go, we want to do a penalty kick. You have 60 seconds. That's when the clock starts. A scrum is awarded, and the kick is disallowed if you go over. This one. A player must not waste time. Sanction free kick. That's all it says. A player must not waste time. That's going to be really hard. <laughs> what does that mean? Also, how are they going to differentiate if we are trying to purposely waste time or mm-hmm. if just we're, yes, either slow. Well, you can know. say it. Say it. If, we're like if I'm on the other side of the field. Down or, yeah, or, yeah, other side of the field, we got to run across the field to get to a fucking scrum. Like, yeah. That's... And it's like, oh, you're wasting time. It's like, no, nah, I'm just fat and out of shape playing defense. <laughs> Entire... I, I would assume that referees at our level at a social level d3 even d2 i mean everything other than national i would imagine the referee would say like they would tell you like hey my expectation like you have the first scrum then say hey that was good Mm. or hey i need you to be here a little quicker and also too it's kind of one of those things if you have to walk to get to a scrum maybe you shouldn't be on the field you know what i mean so but i would imagine like they blow the whistle for some sort of infraction and you spike the ball down or you roll it away or is it going to be potential to be penalized or get like a yellow card if you're consistently? If it's agree- well, yeah, that's yeah, if you're consistently trying to waste, oh essentially waste time. I'm going to punch you in the face what? because you got a yellow card for repeated infractions, which was bullshit. What? what, what okay, oh, no, stop, stop, stop. That stop. was bullshit. Our team repeated the infraction. And you were the one who was standing closest in view. You might not have done it. No, I know I didn't do it. Because I wasn't even the first one to the breakdown, for fuck's sake. Somehow I ended up getting the yellow card. Well, stay out of the way. <laughs> no, no. It, I'm still mad about that. That That is that is a thing where if you repeat it over and over and over, they can give you a yellow for repeatedly 
yeah. not listening. Uh, the next one, a line out. Teams form a line out without delay, sanction free kick. So again, I know like for the Wombats, we do I that think it's thing. tough, yeah, because we don't start with everybody in the line out. And I think some referees... Some like, referees don't get it. Yeah, yeah some referees like, go, get in, get in, get in. And like, we do push the limit sometimes, but then sometimes too, they're just like, just go. And it's like... I mean, if you watch World Rugby, it's interesting. Yeah. So, again. That one's going to be tricky. I wonder, too, if that a lot of it is on the thrower. Like, don't dick around with the crowd or mm. you're messing with the ball. Yeah. Or some teams huddle. I think Rochester did that. They got in, like, a huddle. Uh, I was like, you can't huddle. This is a football. What are you doing? <laughs> um, the next one, the scrum. Teams must be ready to form the scrum within 30 seconds of the mark being made. 30 oh. seconds. That's, not, that's plenty of time. Shit. Yeah, that is. But... With that being said, uh, the Wombats account, we made a funny meme. Mm-hmm, yeah. I saw on Instagram <laughs> somebody, like, I don't know, some meme conversation. Somebody was, like, texting somebody, like, hey, so, like, I just found out a cool way to get an extra break in basketball. So whenever I get really tired and I need a breather, I just yell out the wrong score. And then <laughs> people from op- opposing teams will argue the score. And while they argue, I take a breather. I just got three minutes of rest. So if we need more than 30 seconds, whoever's at the breakdown or whoever's at the mark needs to turn to the referee and ask for clarification on something mm. or, or just something or start an argument, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. Or Phil, you're really good at just being friendly. Like just make some chit chat, some small talk. Like, Hey, I'm pretty good doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You do that every time. Like, yeah. Hey again. Oh, long time. No see. And then they're always like, Oh, you. And, uh, yeah, we, that's how we do every scrum. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole point is to speed up the games. They're encouraging a shot clock that was trialed in the LNR, the FFR competitions. I don't know what that means. That doesn't matter for a us. shot clock. Basically, uh, after a kick, after a scrum, after a line out, they start the timer. So everyone um, in the stadium can see it. So it's not just the referee like, okay, yeah, come on, let's go. You got five mm-hmm. seconds. Um also, at higher levels, they want res- less reliance on television match official reviews. So TMOs, when they go, they touch it down, and they're like, oh, they make the rectangle shape. Mm. Uh, they want to do that less because just like in the NFL, how mad do you get when it's like, oh, we're going to challenge the play, and you're like, oh, my God, six more minutes of the Burger King ad. Yeah. Whopper, whopper, whopper. BK, <laughs> have it your way. The ruling on the field is confirmed. Cowboys. Well, we already knew. Hey, well, we, I don't get that. So uh, I get that from a TV standpoint. Yeah. Uh, fewer water carrier interventions. So uh, in the pros, you'll see the little water boys go out there a mm. ton. Uh, they want to lower it down. Penalizing negative player actions. Uh, for example, trapping players into a ruck and arriving first players to Jackler not aiming to play the ball. Players are reminded about their responsibilities not to hold the ball or walk off with the ball at penalties. This reduces attacking op- options by the non-offending team and slows down the game. And they will be sanctioned because it's unnecessary. So basically, let's say you get called for a penalty, but you're holding the ball. If you keep holding on to it to basically prevent the other team from a quick tap, mm. you could get double penalized. Oh my God. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, that is kind of one of those things yeah. where like, or, you know, you're trapping someone at the bottom of a breakdown, whatever, whatever. So mm. uh, penalizing players with hands on the floor to support their body weight. So 
Stop putting your hands on the floor. And what they mean by that is the ground, the grass. Stop doing that. Stop going off your feet. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to get, and we already get penalized for we, it like we've crazy. We've that quite a few times. Oh my yeah. God. Um, and that's a safety thing. And then clarity on deliberate knock-ons. What is and isn't a deliberate knock-on often causes debate. All participants are reminded of the existing laws. Three, a player must not intentionally knock the ball forward with hand or arm. Sanction penalty. Four, it is not an intentional knock-on if in the act of trying to catch the ball, the player knocks on provided that there was a reasonable expectation that the player could gain possession. So we've seen that before where in 15s, someone... Bremer playing against um, who are we playing against when D had that clear or no, they said he was offsides, mm. you know, when he, when he broke the line and he intercepted a pass. No, he knocked it on and they called it intentional. I don't know, but there's times where people have two hands out. They cut the line perfectly. It hits them in two hands mm. and it drops to the ground. And then the referee's like, Oh, intentional knock on. And it's like, no, they just shitty at catching the ball. Right. Like, I don't know. penalize like them for being shitty. Hit them square in the bread basket and yes. just dropped it. Like, that happens. Like, if it's like your it pinky. It was a very clear, deliberate attempt to catch. Yeah. So it's like, why is that a penalty? If it hits your pinky and you have an open palm and you're swatting down, yeah, intentional. But if you have two hands and it hits all ten of your fingers and flies off, stop penalizing that. Yeah. I mean, sevens is different, but fifteens, we had that happen a couple times where it's like, oh, you didn't catch it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that one on Randy, that sucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Against Iowa City. It's like, what? Like, you got penalized for not catching a ball. It was not. I love Randy. He's a good player, but he can't catch. You're like, damn it. (laughs) Dude, it's not his fault. He runs so hard. Yeah. And like, he'll catch that ball. Boom. But that one, it was just like, the attempt was there. Oh, so, so frustrating. So, but anyways, anyways, <laughs> moving on, follow the law. Next thing, I'll let you introduce our guest ah, today. Yes. Just because, you know, this it's a little special to it you. Is. And also, yeah. uh, you weren't uh, able to make it. Hmm. Disappointing. But anyways, we had three very special guests that we got to interview. Well, I got to interview. They're very dear to my heart. Uh, all three of them are Iowa boys, all living in Florida. First guy you all know and love, Luke Schmidt, Urbandale State champion, former Bremer Bucks rugby player, former Wombat, Palm Beach, uh, you know, national champ. You know, just great guy. I miss him so much. And then after that, we also have another Urbandale State champ. Future. And, well, no, no, the other, the other one, the other oh, one. Sorry. Uh, Urbandale State champ, um, Iowa State alumni. He also went to Iowa State. He's got a rap song about him, which oh. is awesome. I got to get the audio for that. We'll Mr. put that in at the end. That'll be the closing music yeah. for this episode. Mr. Joey Jeffries, who is also Tim's brother. He's an awesome guy. And then finally, future Iowa State Hall of Famer, Iowa State alumni, multiple touch USA national team member and captain for quite a few different teams and different age groups. And a Palm Beach national champ as well, Tim Oxford. Also, he is a multimillionaire doctor and personal friends with MJ. But you can't fact check that; it's not allowed. Not allowed, and I don't want to do it. Sounds like work. Yeah. So let's get to that interview. Great job, Phil.
think I showed. Damn it, Luke. Damn it, Luke. What? <laughs> Damn, Damn it, I was going to bring you in. <laughs> he was so excited to do the intro, too. I know. It's okay. Well, anyways, now we're to the interview portion of the show. Got three very special guests, some Iowa natives, some national champs. We got Tim Oxenfrey. President. Praise the We got Luke Schmidt. Here. And we got Joey Jeffries. Also present. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. It's very cold, cold. here. Yeah, sorry about very. that. I had to turn my furnace off. Because we are not in the Wombat's Den for this interview. We are in my basement, but... I heard the Wombat's Den is even colder, so I'm fine with this, <laughs> this selection. Fucking, it gets fucking cold in there. It's cozy here. Yeah, it's not too bad, I guess. How was you guys' trip in? You guys had a little bit of a issue coming all the way here for the podcast. Yeah, it's terrible. It took us two days to get here. They lost my luggage. They just called me this morning, so they sent my luggage back to Florida. So this is what I've been wearing for the last three days. In cartoon character mode, we got one outfit. Just keep it rolling. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. So Luke kind of had the best deal out of everybody. Came in earlier. Now. Oh, yeah, came in early. Got in about eleven o'clock at night. Colder than hell. Freaking just standing outside. It's like negative ten. Coming from what seventy? It was eighty when we left. Yeah. Eighty degrees, <laughs> which is why I moved to Florida. So we're not gonna be able to get a pitch for you guys to all come play for the Wombats. Like, yeah. it's, if it's indoor, maybe. <laughs> if it's above seven, this yeah. recruiting visit isn't going well. <laughs> so far. Not so great. Maybe a C minus. Oh, maybe a C. Oh, perfect. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, might as well get into it. So, give us a little bit of a rundown. We'll start with you, Tim, just so that people don't know who you are. And this is more of like a Iowa Ruby podcast. And you guys have been playing in Florida. And you guys, you know, this past summer won the D three national championship. And just kind of give us a little rundown of you know who you are, a little bit of your background. Uh, well, I'll go first since I'm the only one that remembered to wear my national championship medal to the podcast. <laughs> Brought it all the way from Florida. Yeah. Uh, I started playing rugby in 2002 at Iowa State. Uh, played there for three years and then just been playing ever since. Moved around. I've been in Florida the last 12 years, and obviously this is by far the best team we ever had this past season. Mm -hmm. Undefeated. Uh, we had really good teams in years past, but still had like a few holes here and there. And last season, not only did we have like the best 15 players, obviously, in the country. But mm -hmm. even our backups were still – I mean, there was no step down when the backups came in or mm -hmm. you know, finishers, as they call them now. Yeah, because it was probably just kind of like when we had our Bremer team, we were uh, national runner-ups. Like, it was just a probably a dogfight just to get in that top 23. Oh, it, you guys it probably was. Were, like, yeah. How many guys do you guys have or uh, sipped with you? Man, I don't know. Sipped and showing up are two completely well, different yeah, things. Of course. <laughs> but I mean, I would say for every game, I mean, obviously we had a solid 23, but there was another four, five, six guys that easily could have cracked that roster mm -hmm. and just. Yeah, I'd say we had at least 30 guys competing for every roster spot. Sounds about right. And then, like, towards the end of the season, Joseph, who I guess we'll introduce next, <laughs> Joey uh, my baby brother, Joseph, uh, <clears throat> the beginning of the season, he was a starter on wing. Like, mm -hmm. Hands down, had it locked in as a starter. Then, like, halfway through the season, broke his ankle. And just playing in the wing position, needing that speed and agility and stuff, he just never really recovered enough to really get get back on it where it was in the beginning of the season. Mm. Yeah, that happens. I mean, like, well, like, when I was on Bremer, that when we, like, made our run, um, there's a few matches where I started at Hooker. And then near the tail end of, like, playoffs and stuff like that, like, we just, you know, had a lot of guys and stuff. And I ended up not making the top 23 roster for the national championship game. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, I know, right? So it's, we were pretty we were pretty steep then, uh, too. It must be my favorite hooker in all of Iowa rugby. Oh, didn't even crack the top yeah. 23. <laughs> all of Iowa. All of D3. 
I like that. That's, yeah, Haywood. You know what? I, yeah, I'll give it that. Thing right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. <laughs> Dude, of all places, though, too, like, how'd you end up in Florida anyways? Like, so our, was it a rugby thing that brought you there? Or was it more work-related stuff? No, our grandparents, when I was younger, used to live on the Gulf side of Florida. Mm-hmm. So when I was six, it was my first, like, official spring break. But it went from this shitty weather to summer. And I asked my mom when I was six years old, why don't we live where it's always summer? And she got kind of annoyed. She's like, when you get older, you go live wherever you want. So since I was six, I always want to live in Florida on the ocean where it never has winter. Dude. Yeah. I really want to move there too right now, but I can't. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, we, we brought you on that <laughs> recruiting visit a year ago and you said you were going to, and then just never showed up. So I'll talk no action. I'll talk. <laughs> yep. The name of our group chat. I'll talk no action. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So then Joey, how'd you end up there then? Cause obviously Tim and family stuff or. Yeah. 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 So Tim is what got me into rugby and into Florida. So, you know, growing up, he was at Iowa state when I was younger and I remember going and watching him play games and really it's kind of the first time I saw rugby didn't really know much about it, but it, but I was always into it because of him. And then um, my freshman year is when the uh, freshman year of high school is when the Iowa league blew up all the sevens teams and branched out. So I've been playing now for like 12 years since then. And, um, and then, as soon as I finished up at Iowa State, moved down in with Tim so I could go down and get out of the cold negative 30 before I left <laughs> all week. Uh, your first, I guess the first year they had high school rugby here, isn't that the year you won DeAndre? Oh, yeah. State championship? Yeah, I did win DeAndre <laughs> State Championship that year for Fidel. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure that He's still knew. pretty grateful to me for that one. So this is exactly how it happened. I've, I've heard many stories. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. video of it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if he says otherwise, he's a liar. And, I mean, everybody knows Yeah, he's told me how true. eternally grateful he is for that. So it's, yeah. it's just really cool. Really made him come the man. up here and see him again. Made DeAndre the man he is today. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, but. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, take that as you will, but that's what happened. <laughs> Man, we should have had Dion here for a rebuttal. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe we'll get him on for a rebuttal at some point. <laughs> We're gonna all call him right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll just, just call yell him. At him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get him on the phone. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, nah, I better not. <laughs> no, that's pretty interesting though. So, twelve years. How long have you been playing, Tim? Uh, twenty years, going on twenty-one years. And Luke, you've been playing for at least a decade, haven't you? Or it's been pretty close. I think junior, 10, senior year. Six, since I was 16, junior year. So 10, yeah. So like out between all three of you, you guys have almost 50 years combined, pretty close. Yeah. Experience yeah. Probably. Which is, which is also pretty close to my age. So <laughs> Wait, how old are you again? 41. That's not that old. See, Randy plays with But I wear, I wear it well. Yeah, exactly. I actually played with Randy Mutt in college. Yeah, I remember He was an animal. That. Yeah, he no, he's still an animal. Like he ran people over this year, like no problem. Never seems like he misses a step. He's oh, fast really? as hell. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. And he's he said he's forty five, but I'm pretty sure on the sip it says he's forty six. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Randy. <laughs> no, he's he's a good guy though. He he definitely brought a lot to the back line just being, you know, fast, explosive. Just ran people over, made good tackles. He was yeah. There's a good not addition. there's not many people I played with in college that I know of who are still playing. Mm. I think uh, my old roommate John Isaacs, Ike. I don't know if you know him. He's a monster. He's like six four, two sixty, a beast. Uh, I was actually just talking to him the other day, trying to get him to come to Florida and play lock for us. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Jeez. I would say you guys had some pretty big locks, though, didn't you? Yeah, when oh. I was in college, we. I mean, obviously, I wasn't that good in college when I first started because I never even heard of rugby. Mm. But we won the Midwest. Or won go the final four or something. We won the Big Twelve championship a few years, made it to the Midwest finals a couple of years. I mean, we were just a bunch of guys who like to drink and have fun, but we played rugby on the side. So 
Yeah, that's exactly how, like, I think that's kind of the style of rugby that we had from, like, those 2000s stuff all the way to, like, around when I was playing. And then now, like, college is way more serious than it used to be. Yeah. Like, because I know, like, a lot of the UNI guys don't really party and stuff like that quite as much as they used to. It's a little bit of a shell shock when you go up there for, like, alumni weekend and stuff. So, we've took, we've drugged Luke along a few times for alumni weekend. I mean, yeah. I, it's usually the old boys who are having way uh, better of a time. I mean, that, that's why I started playing rugby, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. a guy in my finance class always had, like, stitches or black eye or fat lip. Yeah. I'm like, cool, what do you do? And he's like, I play rugby. I never played football. I mean, I, was, I wrestled and played tennis and baseball and stuff. But then I went out. And the first rugby practice I went to, my old roommate Ike and like three other the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life got out of this old school suburban that they had hand painted camo. And like again, I didn't know anything about rugby, but I just yeah. thought I want to hang out with those guys. So that's why I stayed out for rugby, and it was so much fun. Dude, we talk about that all the time, where it's like it's mostly like the people that kind of keep you coming oh, yeah, back sure. and playing. Because like because like you said, you're 41. I mean, like most guys probably stop in their like late 20s or well, they probably have like real responsibilities, like. <laughs> You know, maybe they have a family and that's why they didn't show up to their own podcast or great. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, different injuries. I'm pretty stubborn. Like when I get an injury, I always want to recover enough to come back to play. Mm. So I feel like if I don't, then I'm never going to recover like I should, but I don't plan on playing on it again. Well, because didn't you like, so this past season when you guys made your national championship run, uh, didn't you have a couple of injuries that you were coming back from then too? Yeah, they had some broken bones and shit. Our first round, well, I tore my plantar fascia preseason, mm. and then that recovered. And then the first round of playoffs, I tore, I tore some. I don't know. I snapped up my ankle. It sounded like a two by four breaking. And then <clears throat> I would recover enough, like every two weeks to play, but it was no good. It's still not great now, but it hurts just as much if I'm sitting on a couch or running. So I might as well run on it. Yeah. Ugh, God. Plus, I have the third best center in the nation to help carry the team. Right. Oh. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Dude, I was trying to like I was trying to get Rugby Network on my TV in here so we could like I was gonna play one of your games or whatever in the background or whatever for uh for playoffs or whatever, but I don't know, I just my TV's being kind of weird, like it turned off for some reason again. So oh, but maybe I'll get it later yeah. when we take a bit of yeah. a break or something. But uh speaking of playoffs and stuff, so you guys so you guys' regular season, you guys do something similar like with Midwest stuff where you have to win you know, your region first, right? Like, yeah, you got to win state. Yeah. And you guys won that pretty handily, right? No, no actually state no, was probably really. one of our hardest playoff games. It, yeah. We won it on the last play of the game on a breakaway try. Ooh, yeah. I got a, I got a concussion like two minutes. In the game. I don't remember starting the game. Yeah. I remember warmups and I remember them blowing the whistle. I don't remember anything in the middle. Our other scrum half broke his foot like a week or two before. And Tim probably asked about 30 times where tag was and when he was going in. Like, oh, did Tag play? Like, no, Tim, you just played the last 60 minutes. He's like, oh, when's Tag going in? Where's Tag? Is uh, tag I, think, win? I think Luke's actually the one that made me come off the field. I don't I remember anything. talking to Tim. I was like, you good? You good? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked over at Coach and I just like gave him the head nod. No. Take him out. Jesus. It was bad. It was bad. I, don't, I don't remember anything. Even towards the end it's of the so game. Cold. I put my coat back on. God, it's so cold in this state. Why would anybody live here? I'm so sorry. If yeah, anyone you, in Iowa wants to come play for the uh, West Palm Panthers, you can do your pitch at the end of the show, Luke. It's only about 80 degrees warmer there than it is right here. Yeah. Luke's being polite. Uh, uh, 981. 90 degrees, 90 degrees warmer. Degrees, We're going to need yeah, some game film before you get Wind the official. Yeah, that's true. God. Game film. Got to have a place to stay when you get there. Yep. Financially stable. Well, that part's not. That's on you. We don't care about that. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care what you do in between. <laughs> so you guys won your uh, region. Then, 
what's considered like your um section or whatever like once true you get south? past florida yeah was it south or true, true, south? true, south, true south or something which like is that. a weird name <clears throat> true south but i'll be honest like our hardest the only two i would say hard games mm-hmm. we had was a state championship game. Yeah. We had beat that team pretty handedly twice before, and I think we just took it way too light. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that's we, what happened. And they were playing with a chip on their shoulder for well, sure. They had us game planned out, and that was such a big team. They knew they know our 10 likes to throw that long ball, and they have a tall, fast wing who was just picking them off and mm. housing them. He's tall, too. He's yeah. he's good. Dwayne's their yeah. wing for Brevard. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, to be honest, so the first round, like True South – those games weren't that hard. Yeah. Like, they weren't we had easy. The, we, but, who, who were, like, the teams you guys were playing, though? Because, obviously, I'm more familiar, like, what we see when, uh, on our side, hmm. typically in the Midwest. We beat, first game was Savannah. We beat them by, like, 50 or 60. We, we had to grind it out for the was. first 30 minutes. Yeah, that and game then the first half, half took over. Like, last hmm. 30 minutes, we just... But that's... I mean, to be honest, that's pretty much what we did in all our games. Like, yeah. the first, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 minutes would be kind of close. Yeah. I mean, we don't really do a whole lot with conditioning, but we have... A, we play a very fast-paced game. Yeah. So even other teams that aren't used to that can kind of keep up for part of it, and then they just wear out, and we just run circles around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys get past them, and then... And then it was Houston, Houston, and that's when we played the Austin Blacks, which was by far our yeah. toughest game. Yeah. They were good. They're, they hadn't lost the game since 2017. That's crazy. because, yeah, then they, they won nationals, like, a couple times in a row. Like, yeah. you got yeah. t- or film on them from Homeboy, didn't you? Yeah, he sent me some uh, mm. stuff, and Ricky Chestnut also gave me some film. But Ricky Chestnut Wood, Ricky Chestnut Wood, shout out, shout out, shout out, Chestnut Wood, shout out. I want Austin's last name finest. sounds fake, but <laughs> yeah, that's actually his real last name. I thought it was made up. It's badass. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> cool ass last name, Chestnut Wood. Jesus. So you guys get past them, and then who was who'd you guys well, face in the final yeah. again? Uh, the uh, final was Blood Turtles. No. Uh, yeah. Final, final. Oh, the final, the final was we played. Yeah, we uh, played Arizona Warthogs. Oh, semi final. Yeah. Semi. That game Arizona. was a lot tougher than the actual final. Is yeah. that the team that uh, like Booyah and like uh, Tweet play for? Or no, uh, I asked. Different Arizona I asked Tweet about that team, and they said the Samoans are going to try to beat you guys in the dirt, and mm-hmm. you just got to counter that. Hmm. Man, they had, they had some hard play. runners. Yeah, hard they, runners. They were good. A couple hard. of their backline players were pretty shifty. Their wings. Their 12 was enormous. Yeah. He was huge. That's expected. Yeah. Jesus. But yeah. we beat them by, I think, 14, 12 or 14. Yeah. And I, lo- I love that game because that 12, I think he tested me once, and I got the one tackle. And then he kept running at Fabian, who is from England and was an eight-man. We made a 10. And I just questioned. He's a I monster. Just, and he, yeah. He just crushed people. He's twice a better tackler than me, and he just kept running at him. And I was like, what, what's going <laughs> on, on, man? <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Dude, so you guys have a lot of – because, like, obviously, Florida, from when we were down there, at least, like, when I came and visited you guys, a lot of the dudes on your team are, like, just a lot of the people in general in the area aren't originally from Florida, right? Oh, yeah. It's a lot of people uh, from yeah. out of state or even out of yeah, the country. a lot right? of South Africans, a lot of English people. Yeah, this year we have, like, what, seven or eight South Africans on the team? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, they're pretty entertaining, so I'm all yeah. for it. <laughs> right? And Phil Pot. Yeah, Phil Pot. Phil Pot's Australian. Yeah, it always helps when you have some funny talkers. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. I think the biggest one last year was almost Scottish Tom. Scottish Tom. He yeah. came out for like, what, three-fourths of the season, and then for the championship game was allowed to come down and play with us. Yeah, he, out of he a like, he's a head football coach and got a job somewhere else. 
So we were, was in Tennessee and I think that's where his job is. So I was like, Hey man, like we're short locks. You show up and he's like, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, sure. He's like, I actually have to recruit to the school right next by. But he's, he's from Scotland. Hard runner. Very hard Ooh, runner. Smart, smart IQ too. Yeah. Makes smart plays, yeah. sees passing lanes, all that kind of thing. So he was good to play with. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It's got to be, uh, cause we got a couple or I guess not a couple, but we have a funny talker on our team now. So, you know, hopefully we get some more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it helps. I mean, even if, like even some of the funny talkers we've had in the past, they're maybe a little older. They yeah. might not still have the step that they used to. Mm. Just their game knowledge. Oh yeah, no, it's helpful. Like I, like I've never played American football, mm. but like watching it, I'll see things like, oh, you can't do that. But just from like being around it, I've never played it. But if I was to go somewhere else, yeah. I'd probably be able to tell them like to help out, even though I've never done it. I just grew up around it. Yeah. Well, and then obviously like so, all three of you guys are from the Midwest. Was there like anybody on the team that actually was from Florida that you played with? Like yeah, there's, originally, yeah. there's a group of guys from Riverdale Beach. Well, and, and like Tag wow. and uh, Chris Wade and them are from Florida. Yeah, it's I would Austin, say there's like Austin's in Florida too. Probably eight to ten guys that oh, are actually okay. from South Florida. Like from born and raised, yeah. yeah. Okay. Juice Haywood. Yeah. Uh, Juice Man. Juice Man. So then, uh, guys, championship game because I remember watching some of it. You guys beat them pretty handily in that one, right? Was, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll be honest, on the fourteen. It was whatever. a pretty boring game. Like we yeah. won the national yeah. championship, but we blew them out of the water. We were forty points, yeah. and like they blew the whistle, and we're like. Yeah, we're not champions, but I don't know. Like, it didn't even feel like it. It wasn't. Like, I mean, it wasn't until we got to the hotel, like, with the trophy, with the champagne bottles, everyone's going yeah. nuts. That was when I was like, okay. Like, but, like, after the game, I just looked around. I was like, oh, God. But, I, I mean, I could tell. I, I didn't start that game. I came in the second half. But I could tell within the first two or three minutes, mm. we were going to destroy that team. Oh, I mean, well, you could just it, tell. The way we hit, the way they tackled, they well, didn't. They were at least they, making they the were out of for it. the first little bit. It was kind of starting slow. And then within the first 10 minutes, they have a guy swing on our prop and get a red card. Oh, so yeah. They're yeah. starting out to that. But we like we knew before that, we're like, oh, man, we got these guys. And that happened out of nowhere. The guy just swings first right in front of the ref. Like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. What are you he doing? Wasn't, he wasn't even in that scuffle. He was like. No, he just no, ran he came out of the sideline and, bah, Jesus. It's a punch Andres in the face. And we're like, what? All right, man. You must have just had a feeling that, you know, this game isn't going to go the way he wants. It's like, let me get myself out of this. Yeah. Early. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to hurt. I'm going to go ahead and sit save myself 75 <laughs> minutes of, of embarrassment. I mean, I'm going to punch that fat kid on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Andre's a fat. He's a monster. Andre's going to cry. I'm actually fatter than Andre's. <laughs> Andre's is a beast. Yeah. God. Man. So, winning the national championship, it's fucking awesome. I'm really jealous. I hope to be there one day, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have been. Yeah. I know. We took brought you on that recruiting trip. You said you're going to move down, play hooker for us, and here you are, still sitting in the snow and ice. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe one day. One day. Yeah, first of all, I'm not falling for that again. All right, you broke my heart once. It's not going to happen twice. I'm sorry. But I will come and visit sometime soon. I yeah. promise. Okay, I, I do believe that. I do yeah, believe man. that part. I know. It's it has so much fun. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so national championship done and over with what have you guys been doing since then you guys are just starting your regular season yeah now try to do a little yep. repeat how's things looking so far i mean at first it's, start. it's rough yeah. i'll be honest coming off the national championship win like obviously when it first happened everybody's like yeah we're gonna run it back we're gonna do it again mm-hmm. and then we had a couple months off nobody really do anything i mean some of us play touch in the summer yeah. just to like i'd always see some your sort post of in that group or whatever and always see you posting about going to touch and stuff so and then like a week and a half two weeks before season started our coach quit like Ooh. out of nowhere just left us high and dry so uh me and our he still plays but our former captain he's not captain this year he just had a, a second baby so he just can't take responsibility 
Brett Stubbs, but we're kind of taking over the coaching role, hmm. not because we want to, because we have to. Do, yeah. So it's really tough with player coaches, but also like our back line, oddly enough, is even better than it was. Really? Like we got yeah. some, we got some new guys that moved in the area that are very, very good. In fact, Luke Schmidt, uh, sitting right here with me, shitty with Schmitty's <laughs> Instagram, check him out. <laughs> Third best center in the nation, D three national Dude, champion. Stop. <laughs> but like as good as Luke is, we have a, we had a couple centers come in that we're actually training Luke at flanker now as well. Yeah. Like that's how good these guys are. Oh yeah, they've they've have. I mean that uh, Dan Daniel, in South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. Like he be- played before played COVID, in South Africa. He was getting paid like not great. He was like the second tier from the top. Yeah, really. And but, like it's not like one of those people. Oh, He's not man. one of those like people you play with overseas who's like, oh, I was like top tier division. I'm really good. And then when they play, they're like bad. Mm-hmm. Like even him not playing for like two or three years. Yeah, like, he even downplayed it. And then he got the ball and just oh. he hadn't touched the ball in like two years. In obviously first practice season, was throwing shit passes. He caught every single one of them. Like behind the head, yeah. like pinned it behind his oh, head. Shit. It was good. And his running lines and his speed. Man, he's gonna be good. Yeah. We only get him till April though. Yeah. That's what yeah. sucks. Just get them as long as you can, I guess, and so see what happens. Like Palm, West Palm Beach, like obviously there's a bunch of shipping areas and stuff, and yeah. yachts are, are stationed there. Well, one of the guys who came out for like the last two weeks of last season, a uh, French guy, he's a captain on a yacht there, just likes our team so much. Mm-hmm. He literally hired this guy to work on his boat just to come play for us. And I laughed, and he's like, no, really. He's like, that's why I hired Daniel, because I know how good he's at rugby, and I wanted to play for the Palm Beach. I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, no arguments here. I mean, you hear that a lot, though, with, like, some of these, like, bigger or well-established clubs and stuff like that. It's like, you know, you have, a, like, alumni or whatever or, yeah, even current players where it's like, I just want to get this guy a job so he'll come here and he'll come play with us kind of thing. Like, there's yeah. a lot of teams that do that, like, all over oh, the yeah. place. Yeah. and More like, established clubs. Yeah. And, like, of all places, like, Florida would be the perfect one for that. So, oh, yeah. it, And, like, that's, that's our back line, though. Mm-hmm. Our forward pack, like, half our forwards didn't come back. I was just going to ask how many guys didn't return from the previous season. So I would say nearly half of our Ford pack. Mm-hmm. And our, I mean, our Fords are good. The yeah. guys are that haven't been out, Jared, Juice. I mean, Jesse's kind of been at practice. Haywood, yeah. Chris Wade. You like, get we have those, some very good players. Yeah. If you get those players back at least, I feel a lot better about If they come back, I think we make another run. Yeah. yeah. If they don't, it's going to be a lot tougher because we're going to have to move some backs into the pack that obviously haven't played there before. Yeah. Well, you guys just had to, after that national championship, uh, you guys had a guy go to the MLR right after that, didn't no, you? Uh, well, no. Well, the developmental, the four, Atlanta yeah, 404. Yeah. We had a, two guys go? Yeah, Andres and Austin. Austin. Todman's been there a couple times. Yeah, Todman was there two years ago. Yeah, like their yeah. developmental academy deal. Because didn't you guys have a guy do the New York team too? Yeah, that was he, Austin. Yeah, was he Austin. went up and then it just didn't work out oh, okay. for him. He's, so. he's a good player. Yeah, he's really he's good. good. Yep. No, we Play, plays outside of Luke. It's probably why he's so good. Is you know Luke sets it all up <laughs> for him. It up for him. <laughs> you hear exactly that, Austin? You're good because of Luke. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Austin. I mean, he was on the fence. You know, he didn't know if he's gonna be back here or Atlanta. And fortunate enough, we get we got him back on our team again this year. Oh, so nice. it's it's really gonna help. Nice. And you guys, did you, did you guys already? You guys already started your regular season, right? Or is no, it, so we're in no. preseason. You still in preseason? Fifteenth, eleven. Yeah. I don't know. The second weekend in January yeah. okay. is our first game. And you guys know, you guys already know what you play then, right? Like you guys, they already have the schedule laid out. Yeah, we already have a schedule. Because like sometimes with 
D3 leagues, sometimes they like to wait until a, you know, a few weeks before to release the schedule. So No, yeah, we, we know our schedule. We played one preseason game, yeah. and we weren't sure we would do that because like, the numbers of practice have just been terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, half the guys knew, oh, well, Coach Chris isn't there, so I can slack off. Mm. And, like, I don't know. Personally, and I told Coach Chris, like, I've known Coach Chris for years. I respect the hell out of him. We mm. wouldn't be where we were without him. But I've been an officer on a board member on this team for, God, I don't know, like 10 years. So I've earned, you know, when I disagree with him to tell him that respectfully, but there were players he played last year that I don't think deserved to play. Mm. They didn't come to practice. They weren't dedicated to the team. They didn't come to some playoff games. Yeah. Skip, skip playoff games. Uh, his, my best friend of the team, Haywood. Oh, my wife wants to go on vacation. So we're going to new Orleans instead. Like the national championship game. He skipped the day before and coach Chris, Played him in that championship game, which I 100% disagree with. Hey, it was my best friend. I told him repeatedly, you didn't deserve to play in that game. Mm. Guys like Joseph that did deserve to play in that game. Joseph was told he was going to play in that game. As we're in the huddle, you know, like circled up, talking, all right, boys, big game. Let's get out there and do this. Coach Chris is announced for everybody. You know, uh, He told us the day before, whoever didn't play – because you get 28 on the roster for yeah. the national championship. Mm. You can only use 23. Per yeah, you can only yeah. use 23. He's like, whoever – Whoever didn't play today and wasn't on the roster today will be on the roster tomorrow, will play. And the huddle about to go out, and he says, all right, guys, everybody's playing today except for Joseph. You're off the roster. Yeah, that's shitty. Played, yeah, oh, he was jersey yeah. from me in the huddle. He's, and, he was, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to try to like act tough. Joseph's my brother. I care about him. Mm. He earned it. He put in the work. I broke down in tears. Like I was crying for him in the tunnel because I know how much it meant to Joseph. It meant yeah. a lot to me to have him out there with me. Mm. And yeah. They screwed him over. And, yeah. like, Coach Chris is probably, like, one of the more uh, knowledgeable coaches I've ever had. Like, didn't he coach, like, U23? Yeah, he was a USA U20s coach. I mean, he's – Yeah. So, I mean, he's like the best coach I've ever had. Like, I'm not yeah. I'm not yeah. taking that away from him. But there were certain decisions I disagree with. Still his call, ultimately. I don't yeah. – and, and I tell him my opinion on it, but it's his, his call. When you leave, it's like that's hard to keep some recruits or some people who, oh, like, yeah. get put through that. It's like, why should I come back? You got to kind of promise them. It's like, well – we're going to run this team a different way. And those people who've got away at that, that's not going to fly anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause I know, I mean, that happens at every club you get gypped or like promises are made and people who don't go to practice, get to start out of nowhere. Uh, it's hard to like get those players to come back. It's like, why would I do this? Yeah. No, it literally happens at every club. Yes, every level. Yeah. And don't get wrong. Sucks. Like obviously the guys that are, well, usually the guys that get to do that are really good players. Yeah. But if there's only like a tiny bit of skill difference or ability, I'm going to play the guy that's put in the work. Yeah. I mean, I've always said that I've I've been playing for God, 20, 21 years now. Mm. I've coached several teams. I lived in Georgia. Georgia wasn't very good at rugby. Literally, my first practice, <laughs> my first practice, I showed up and the guy was like, oh, cool. And him, was, so he's like, you're the head coaching captain now. And I was like, well, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> so like, I wasn't even that good at the time. Yeah. But I've always said I'd rather have the worst guy on the team putting in 100% effort than the best guy on the team just walking around and doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I want guys that care. I want guys that want to be there. My biggest gripe coaching and playing is I can't make people care. Like I can't give them effort. I can't teach them effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, how do you really change that? Because it's pretty difficult to change like an individual's mindset on, you know, commitment level and stuff and, like, putting in effort. Because, I mean, like, like I said, like, every club has that problem. I mean, like – we have that problem too. I mean, we're obviously we pride ourselves on being like a social club, but we still want to win and we still want people to be like 
you know, committed, you know, right to a certain extent at least. And sometimes it's you get guys that just never show up for practice and only show up for home games. And it's just like shit. Yeah, <laughs> you play oh. away games too. Oh, especially <laughs> the home games. Yeah, you know, it's an away game. You'll get twenty five guys at practice the day before. Oh, am I going? Am I going? Home game, you get like forty guys. Some guys you haven't ever seen. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. like, can I play? Like, uh, no, not a Boy, chance. Show up to the practice, just at the game with boots. Like, all right, what are we doing? And then you get pissed. Oh, that's bullshit, man. You didn't play me. But you haven't been to practice in two years. Like, why would I yeah. even consider putting you well, out there? Let's see. Because you guys, how many did you guys say you had sipped again? Like, probably over 40 dudes? Uh, this year? Probably 35 to 40. Oh, 35 to 40, okay. Well, uh, so I was going to ask, like, is the there new, like D4 in Florida? There is, yeah. There okay. is. Which, how many D4 teams are there? That too many. They should bump half of them to D3. I, th- I think no, you either take four, away D2 six. or you take away D4. Yeah. But then again, we have teams that win the D2 Florida, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we don't want to go. Really? Yeah. I mean, think like, about Miami. Miami wins. Do they really have the money or the guys to travel to Colorado or yeah, East Coast point. or West well, Coast? The, the D2 in Florida, I mean, I've been here 12 years. A lot of years, the teams that win the D2 state championship in Florida – don't travel postseason, or they might yeah. go to like the first round. They travel super light, so they don't do well because they just can't mm-hmm. get the commitment. Yeah. The guys last year they went straight to super regionals though too. Yeah, yeah, man, that's crazy. You would think, you know, having a D two club, especially like in a state like Florida, that you could still get people to travel. But I could see where it's like, you know, if it's coming out of your own pocket, if you don't have like a really good alumni association set up or anything like that, that that could make things a little difficult. All right, well, that was getting pretty serious. Let's go to a little bit lighter topic, I guess. Didn't you do a bunch of touch rugby? Oh, I touched like, the hell out of them. Yeah, all of it. Big toucher. So, Tim, like, because the toucher. But I mean, like, you do like competitive touch because I I was not aware there was a competitive touch league until I met you actually last year. Yeah. So you should fill us in a little bit about that because you've done some like world like tour stuff and things like that, like World Cup. World like, Cup, yeah. yeah. I played in three World Cups. So I actually got. Introduced to touch when I lived in Dallas, Texas. Mm. Uh, after college, I moved to Chicago for six months. Dallas, Texas, two years. South Georgia, three and a half. And I've been in Florida 12 years. But when I was in Dallas, like we would do touch on Sundays just for like cardio and yeah. for fun. Just something to move around. And a guy that I played touch with, Phil Coopins, he's actually like CEO or the owner of Pickle Juice, the company. Oh, no shit. Yeah, but he, or one day he asked me, he's like, hey man, like you're pretty good at touch. You want to go play in a World Cup? And I was like, for touch? And I was like, yeah, right. Get out of here, pansy. Like, no tackling, would have. The yeah, same, yeah. same thing. The same answer about. most people have now <laughs> yeah. when they hear about touch for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, that's so stupid. Turns out it's probably the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. Mm. Like, uh, and then when I first moved to Florida from Georgia, my girlfriend at the time broke up with me like two weeks after I moved there. And I had a torn labor. I tore it right before I moved. Mm. So I was like, well, great. Like, I guess I'm just going to go play tackle with a torn shoulder because I'm bored and, like, heartbroken. And then when I Googled Palm Beach Rugby, I found Palm Beach Touch Rugby. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I can easily play touch rugby with a torn shoulder. Yeah. So we went and I played with them. And we had nationals, like, three months after I moved to Florida. And they had scouts there for the uh, USA team. And I got picked up for the USA squad. Like, not really knowing, like, actual – touch strategy or anything i just i was athletic i'm a scrum half so i had like the skills yeah and then that was 2011 so my first world cup i played in was for the men's open team 2011 in edinburgh scotland oh shit amazing experience like so cool 
Uh, sadly, the second game into the World Cup, I tore my Achilles. Not all the way. It was like 50% tear. Uh, and then that sucked, but like obviously I recovered. Mm-hmm. 2015, I made the USA over 30s team, and that was in Coffs Harbor, Australia. That was pretty cool. And this last World Cup was 2019 in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And I was actually captain of the USA men's 30s teams for that. So it's pretty awesome. Wow. Malaysia, Scotland, Australia. Is there like some other countries that you've been to for touch rugby or? Uh, not for touch. I played tackle. I used to play for Turks and Caicos Islands on their national team. Oh, yeah. Uh, we won't discuss how appropriate that no, was no, no, they, the you, team, but you can live. Yeah, you can tell we, us about it. It's not like it's nothing's going to happen because that's true. I'm already. I'm already. The IRB is listening to this podcast <laughs> right now. Well, they've already banned me internationally from playing for Turks and Caicos anymore. But we won the North Caribbean Championship. Like I went to the DR, Turks and Caicos. Uh, went to Bahamas. I remember went to Jamaica, but it was awesome playing for them. How did you get banned? Oh, because I'm not from Turks and Caicos. Oh, that, that's it. I, I thought maybe you did something illegal, but it was in international water, so they couldn't try you. Well, that, that <laughs> yeah. all, that's also true. But no, uh, one of one of my good friends on the team, he grew up in Turks and Caicos, yeah. Jesse, and he played prop for them. So they would do like fun tours. Mm. So like the first time I played for Turks and Caicos was in Canada, uh, Montreal. And it's true, the French Canadians are complete assholes. <laughs> Worst Canadians ever. Really? Yeah. Like they didn't. It's not that they hated me because I was American. They literally hate anyone who's not French Canadian. So, so like only, the other Canadians, they also hate them. Oh, that's weird. Because uh, I was, I was under, always under the impression that Canadians are super nice. Like that's always the stereotypical. Yes, Canadians. not the, the French, French Canadians. Canadians are assholes. Okay. Oh my god, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they were terrible. But so I played for them there. I played for Turks and Caicos uh, in New Orleans, and then I guess, I mean, this was five years ago. I was playing for Turks and Caicos, like at, at the top level. Hmm. And they, they just had a bunch of injuries, so they literally couldn't field a team. And they reached out to IRB and said, hey, we're short. Can we play me specifically? And they said, if you show us any international roster he's been on, kind of like grandfathered in, he could play. So I did, and I played for them for four or five years on their national team. Wow. And then one of the guys who was living in Turks and Caicos, not good, <laughs> didn't make the, the national side and literally turned us in. What? <laughs> yeah. So they banned me, Jesse, Jared, who didn't even play, just went to watch, and Ross. We're all Jared. banned. Big for, Jared? Yeah, yeah, Big Jared. Jared went to watch, and Dude. but they like had his name. Like, he's banned too. Like, he didn't even play. But it was cool. Um, we beat the Bahamas for the North Caribbean Championship. And it was the first time a Tier 2 country had ever be- beat a Tier 1 country. Yeah. And they should have won. Uh, Happy Report had the game-saving tackle. Nice. Obviously, one of the Bahamas guys was fairly new, fast winger. He scored it in the corner and was running across the back of the try line to center it. And I just happened to be jogging back. And I was like, oh, my God. They're like, this guy's literally going to try to center it. So I'd, I sprinted down, ran, and managed to get two hands on his hips and shove him out of bounds at the back of the try zone yeah. right before the buzzer. And we we won. That's crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. It was such a good experience. Dude, when you say you're banned from the Turks and Caicos, like the rugby team, like just keep thinking you're banned from the country for this for some reason. <laughs> no, no, the country <laughs> still loves this. Yeah, still cool. <laughs> the, still cool. The country. And like I can still play for them, just not for the IRB level games, the okay. sanctioned games. Uh, that's nuts. And you, so we were talking about touch rugby though before, but yeah, didn't you just do one that was like an over forty too? And uh, first Texas I was, or whatever. It was over thirty five. It was over thirty five. I thought it was over forty. Yeah, might as well be. <laughs> no, it was it was over 35s, and it was I was just coming off that ankle injury that I got in our playoff run. Yeah, 
So I didn't want to play men's opens because I didn't want the team to like rely on me and not be able to perform the way I wanted to. Mm. So I was like, I'll play 35s. <laughs> Perfect. And I did, and I still wasn't 100%. But yeah, I played for Dallas. Fitting, mm. I used to live in Dallas. Yeah. But we won the national championship and I actually got named MVP of the tournament for Ooh. over 35s. That's pretty cool. So a two-time national champion this year, MVP <laughs> of the tournament. This is why we need videos, because Luke's just sitting over there shaking his head. But anyway, <laughs> I, I brought my marker. I'll be happy to sign your tits, Phil. Thank you. I would, actually, I would like you to sign my you and I poster. I will. I, will. I mean, I didn't go there, but sure. He's going to break his arm jerking himself off. <laughs> hey, good thing I got two arms. <laughs> no, but uh, the next World Cup for Touch, it got postponed a year because of COVID. Yeah. So it's 2024 in England, and I've already been named to the USA squad. Really? They just don't know. Because like, the USA takes a few teams. So they don't know where they're going to put me. I'm going to play 30s, 35s, or 40s, but yeah. I'm already on the squad. Yeah, that's pretty cool. How are you going to get Luke and Joey Jeffries talked into doing touch rugby? They we well, do a little. Uh, well, I know you guys practice it, but just a little. Don't worry, I haven't Luke. been there in a month and a half. Don't worry, Luke. I'll take this. Uh, if Luke looks at a beer on Saturday, he doesn't make touch practice on a Sunday. Oh, I know. And Luke likes to look at beers on Saturdays. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, big bad. Big, big beer looker. Bad this guy. guy to be a bush light. Dude, I remember uh, when we came shout down. Out, shout out to a... Uh, B-Side Boys sponsor, Bush Light, unofficial, unofficial sponsor. We're drinking them now. Delicious, might I add. Official fuel with the I B-Side wish. Boys. I wonder, I wonder it's so refreshing and crisp once it hits the lips. Man. <laughs> Josh Beer Garden, you need to get some. Of course. No, I remember uh, last time me and Dee were in Florida hanging out with you guys. And I remember that Saturday night we were going out. And you're like, oh, we're going to go do touch rugby on Sunday. And I was like, ah, yeah, okay. And like, figured we were all going to be too hungover to go and stuff. And I remember just feeling like absolute shit. And then you coming out and you're just like, oh, you ready to go? I'm just like... We're still doing that. Oh, I mean, oh, most God, of, you meant it. Most <laughs> yeah. of the time, I'm hung over there. That's the worst part. But like, you're still just hung over there, sitting on the couch or running. But you actually get over the hangover faster. Yeah. yeah. Like, when you're wrong. done with it, you're like, oh, I don't feel like well, such a piece of shit. Anymore. And honestly, it was technically over the winter. It didn't feel crazy hot for us, yeah. at least. It was like still like 80, but it I didn't mean, feel it, bad. Yeah. And like, I mean, we joke about touch because obviously I'll tackle. Like, oh, it's just touch. You can't tackle. Blah blah. I would. I know I'm I may a lot be better. I may be biased. I honestly think one of the reasons Palm Beach has gotten so much better over the years, even our forwards, mm. the people that come to touch and actually get the ball skills, be able to read a defense and manipulate a defense, like yeah. movement off the ball, it they're exponentially better than they were mm. before before touch. Oh yeah. I mean, that, touch helps so much. Well that version of touch too is like adds a little conditioning component too, because like the whole like you touch them and you have to be get back five like automatically like right yeah. away create that space and stuff like it's you know that turns a little bit conditioning like you said obviously ball skills and stuff recognizing gaps all that good stuff you yeah. know it i was it might have been because i was really hungover too and also i'm a forward so i don't do <laughs> yeah. as much running but i was like i was pretty winded after running that yeah, solid it, touch i mean it helps so much like i said like the speed the skill the strategy that's honest, that's why i started playing touch was mm. the the cardio yeah i, I mean i'm skinny i'm a back I hate running. I hate running just to run. Let me phrase that. Yeah, yeah. If you give somebody a ball or me a ball and say like run for them or you chase them, I'll do it all day. Oh yeah, yeah. That's definitely more enjoyable than just running for X amount of miles and yeah, yeah know, doing Broncos days. for no yeah, reason. No then you check your watch at the end of it and you ran like nine miles over the course of the two hours. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's way better. It's like obviously a lot more fun. So yeah, yeah. We, we actually try to employ a little bit of uh that version of touch and practice one of the times and it was a lot of people complain because they're like, this is, this is hard. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I know you do it, but it's usually a lot of the forwards, like type five, like, this is so stupid. We're not hitting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
okay, like, but if you can't touch me, how are you going to hit me? Uh, I always like the over 200 excuse. If this was tackle, I would have tackled you. Yeah, I would, I would still be going. I, yeah, I would have tackled you. Well, how would you have tackled me? Because you weren't even close to touching me. It's so like a, It's like a crash ball. I would have broke that. All right, yeah. bro. Yeah, fingertips. I would have broke through the tackle. Yeah, probably, but it's just touch. I'll have to use a pinky instead yeah. of – So I just touched you instead of no. tackling you. We'll say that one tournament I did last summer – me and Joe kept getting called for aggressive touching. Uh, to be fair, we didn't <laughs> actually get touching. penalized for yeah, it, but all get... of the other teams were getting very upset at our they hard like, touches. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I mean, the, we were the bad boys of the league. Bad boys <laughs> of touch rugby. <laughs> bad boys of Florida touch. <laughs> but no, I'm, but on a serious note, too, like, touch, it just it helps your 15s game so much. I've noticed here your arch rivals. Des Moines. Yeah. <laughs> I see their post for touch rugby. I'm like, oh, cool. I actually see some of the guys I used to play with in college. Like, I saw A-Bomb on there. I saw Butterbean on there. Oh, yeah. Some of their pictures. Young Z? Uh, Matt Young? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He started at Iowa State, I think, the year – or the semester after I graduated, he okay. came on. Yeah, Des Moines has, like – well, I, I think it's some sort of association with Des Moines. But, like, yeah, they have just, like, a in general touch league. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a uh, – which is actually kind of cool because they actually have like people too, like that come and like watch other people's kids and stuff that they bring them along and stuff. So oh, that's like, cool. That's almost cool. like a daycare type thing. Yeah. It's actually yeah. kind of neat. I think Matt Young's big on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's gonna start right after me. He played scrum half at Iowa State too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Iowa State, you guys are both alumni. Not Luke, obviously. I played for the B side <laughs> when I didn't have Des Moines games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys have any? Because uh, I was supposed to ask about favorite memories from Iowa State. Because Greg really wanted to know if you had any uh, anything that really. Uh... I mean, I don't know. I guess as dumb as or gay, however you want to say it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. To be honest, like I wouldn't be where I'm at today, like work wise, mm-hmm. career wise, rugby wise, if it wasn't for Iowa State rugby. Yeah. I mean, I remember, like I said, the guy John Froyland in my finance class. Mm-hmm. I'm not even really like that close to them now. But I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. He didn't come in with Stitch's black eye, be like, oh, cool, I want to try that. I got six brothers and two sisters, so I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's go do it. But, I mean, it was the best memories of my life were playing at Iowa State. Yeah. I mean, you know, and everybody who listens who plays rugby, it's not like, I don't know, I wrestled, those guys were cool. I played tennis, those guys weren't very cool. (laughs) I played baseball, they were all right. I mean, swimming over the years. It's just a whole different camaraderie with guys that are willing to literally break bones and pretend oh, yeah. they're not broken or pretend you're not bleeding to keep playing with. It It's a family. Yeah. I mean, every place – I've lived a bunch of different places to try to get to Florida over the years. Mm. And every place I move, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like before I was super into rugby. Like I liked rugby, but I wasn't super into it. I was like, should I go? You go to one practice, you have 40 best friends. Oh, yeah. You have 40 like family members. I mean, I got guys – in rugby that I'm closer with than my own family. Mm. Luke is like my special needs little brother, you know? <laughs> yeah. Other than Joseph, he's like my other special needs little other brother. special needs brother, yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> and you might fight with these guys at practice. Luke likes to get into it with a couple guys on the teams occasionally during touch. Just one. Just one. Just one. I was but, just going to say, I'm like, I don't see that at all. Before it's oh. changed you. He's he's been pushing me for a year and a half. It was time. No, but <laughs> still, like <laughs> but push comes to shove, even guys on your own team that you, you might fight with at practice, push comes to shove the next day, like, hey man, like I really need help. Like, I right, will be there. What do you need? Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Rugby, it's it's a whole nother lifestyle, a whole family that 
I don't see anywhere else in any other sport. Oh, I know. I mean, like the only other thing that I could see that's remotely close is honestly wrestling. Is yeah. like because like you said you wrestle in high school. I wrestle in high school. Luke, you wrestle. Joey Jeffries, really you wrestle. wrestle. No, I, I thought wrestle. you did wrestle. He did for like a week. I wrestled ten oh, years. Yeah. I wrestled I'd, ten uh, years. Do lifting instead. Mm. But even that, wrestling still an individual sport. Oh yeah. Like as close you are with those guys, it's up to you. It's on you. Yeah. For rugby, I mean, no matter how good you are, you need the rest of your team to perform well too, or it doesn't matter how good you do. Mm. No, it's even that's the true. Urban alumni team. When Toys for Tots were had the high school division, those are some of the most fun sevens oh, yeah. tournaments I've ever had. Just getting all the Urbandale alumni. And that year we won, God, I've never been so hungover in my life. <laughs> Dude, what year was it when you did the U deal for uh, Toys for Tots? Then when like when Urbandale won, yeah. What year was that again? Because that was funny. I as think hell. I think that was sixteen because after it's being old DeAndre. That was a terrible night because that's when me and DeAndre started hanging out. And then you guys convinced me to play for Bremer. Yeah, it really twisted your arm to come do that. Nah, shit. I was just coming back. Thank you for this official sponsor beer from Bush Light. Yeah, no problem. I, I bought a full 24-pack just for you guys. We'll, we'll do our best to polish them off. <laughs> All of them? I kind of want to save some of those. <laughs> All right, we'll have at least two. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, that's good. Man. Yeah, I had something else I was thinking about, but I can't remember what. Stuff with Iowa State, I guess. Joey's story oh. at Iowa State. Joey, yeah. <laughs> Joe. I've never got a Joseph story. Uh, I mean, uh, a classic Iowa State favorite that I probably have to mention is the, the rides, just the bus rides and the vans, the campus vans. Oh, my we God. would always basically draw <laughs> sticks of who had to ride with our coach, Malcolm, because – he would chain smoke the entire way down in the <laughs> campus vans with his window down. So you just freeze your dick off the entire way to wherever we were going and just breathe secondhand smoke all the way down before the game. Jesus. I was like on road trips, the stupid ass questions everyone asks each other. What was that one that, uh, were you there when Elijah made that really dumb one? Or no, what's, so. are you sure? The one where you're like, you're like, would you rather suck one dick? Oh, <laughs> yeah. ten times or ten dicks one time? Or like ten like different dicks? Because that one dick ten times shows some level of commitment. That's gay. <laughs> That's gay. <laughs> Another one's like, oh, I'd pay anything for. Yeah. Oh. Would you have sex with twelve dudes at once for a million dollars? No, I would. I'd pay anything to have sex with twelve dudes at once. <laughs> it's just like the. Have you seen that? One? Have you seen that one? It's been going around where it's like. You flip a coin, it's like, so you have a 50, 50 chances here. Like, you win $10 billion, or it's like you die if you land on the other one. And the guy's like, oh, it's like, I would definitely take that. It's like, if I if it doesn't land on the one I want, I'll get $10 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Worst case scenario, I end up with $10 billion. It's always so funny, though, a lot of, like, so, like, on every time we always ask, like, people's, like, favorite memories or, like, you know, from, like, college rugby or men's league stuff or whatever, it's almost always stuff with car rides or like traveling. It's oh, always yeah. something with traveling. You I, know? I, I have a book and it's just called College and it's literally just like degenerate rugby pictures. Thank God there was no like <laughs> camera phones back then. I'm so old. <laughs> but it's literally our van. It's at the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, It's in it's in northern Oklahoma. We see this giant public. I mean, basically the size of a pond and the driver just floors it into this pond. So we play the whole tournament and we go to leave and we're like, shit. And it takes like 
20 people to push our van out of this. But that's like one of my favorite photos is the van in the middle of this pond. That's where we parked. <laughs> God. Dude, you know, that's funny you mentioned like no camera phones and stuff. Cause like, that's how like a lot of rugby teams, like when I was uh, in college, were like starting to get in trouble for like shit. Like, you know, obviously like rugby songs and stuff like that. And then yeah. doing other stupid debauchery shit. Yeah. You know, like that's how a lot of people are getting in trouble. It's just all the, you know, social media stuff or Snapchat. Snapchat was a really big issue. Like when I was in college, like people were getting in trouble with that shit all the time. Yep. God. Yeah. We didn't have that. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a plus, but you know, (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. We, uh, what was the one? Cause we got, our club got in trouble for like a couple of like random things, but it was always like kind of like a slap on the wrist or it's like, you know, kind of keep it, you know, in check otherwise you guys might get you know suspended for a little bit of time or maybe you just get kicked off campus completely <laughs> there's a few of those so i'm just like uh it wasn't even that bad because some of the stuff i heard from guys you know older than me on the alumni teams and stuff like that like some of the shit they did it's just like holy shit we're lucky we still have a club <laughs> oh yeah uh i doubt he'll tell you but uh, I'm sure Munt has some good stories for you. Green, I'm going to have to pry it out of it one of these times. Uh, I also have some good stories about Randy Munt. If anyone wants to reach out, I'd be happy to share them. Via social media. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like sweating right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know if Randy listened to this or not, though. But uh, he does not what I was going to say. I had to send it to him. Just send him that clip. And he'll be like, oh, God, what did he say? <laughs> so then make him listen to the whole thing. And then it turns out it was nothing. Yes, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> God. Speaking of like other collegiate stuff, though, did you ever play with Ant? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, so that was another fun tradition we had with traveling to Iowa State. Was Ant usually had to be on the wait bus in wherever we were going. Mm-hmm. So whenever we would go and get at our hotel, we'd get our room assignments. You know, we we know where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. So before Ant got there, everybody would go in and shit in Ant's toilet and then just leave it in there. <laughs> so by the time he gets there, there's like an overflowing pile of shit in his toilet. The entire room just smells god awful. <laughs> It's gonna be like I knew Joey Jeffries was involved in this. <laughs> Man, I guess he really You get what you deserve. <laughs> if he went through that, I guess he really earned that Hall of Fame nomination. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yes he did. God damn. Went through the To be shit. fair, I don't know Ant at all. Dude, oh yeah, you don't know Ant, do you? Nah. Uh, dude, he's done amazing stuff with that. I mean like, obviously you've seen like this year they're obviously really good. And like just you I don't know, know, like the way he gets guys in and stuff and just the way he works with those guys, it's Iowa State's. He did a lot of awesome Rain too. Man. Yeah, that too. Uh, he changed the Iowa State rugby crest, which I'm still confused about. The rugby crest from like 1970 that has always been a tradition of the team. I just, I just noticed the other day. I was like Iowa State page, oh, and I was like, I was like, oh wait, I was like, they don't have the crest anymore. Now you got to update your back tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got uh, like a lightning bolt. Stuff first on off, now. I'm a purist. All right. <laughs> I don't care what the girls are doing nowadays. I'm a purist. <laughs> I forgot you had the Iowa State tattoo. I forget. It's on my back. I don't yeah. see it. So it'll be like, nice tattoo. And I assume they're talking about the Palm Beach rugby one on my quad. Uh, yeah, quad tattoos. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's sick. Wait a minute. Speaking of quad tattoos. Yeah, are Luke's getting it. you get yours? Yeah, Luke, show him. Drop drop your pants. Yeah, Luke, Luke, show him. Wait, do you actually, did you get it? Not yet. Wait, oh. but you said you would. You, you oh, agreed. What's, what's going on? You agreed on? that you're getting it, Luke. We even had... Uh, pretty much. You're from Iowa. I thought you meant your word being from Iowa. You're a national champion. Why wouldn't you get Paul Beach's and a liar? Lazy, yeah, (laughs) lazy. Oh, he's not lazy because he's like make the point. Like, all right, well, he's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't make it, don't. Well, you're supposed to make it anyways. Yeah, just playing hard, but hard to get. Jesse will hurt you if he makes the appointment. You don't show, dude. We're gonna. I know. That's the best part. We're gonna start. Either way, you guys will be entertained. That's true. 
We're gonna start an official B-side boys GoFundMe for Luke to get his tattoo done. <laughs> First off, it's only like two fifty. It doesn't. It's not gonna cost much. No, I know. I know, but still. I see Zeppelin broke through the gate. Oh God! To well, see you later, Zeppelin. <laughs> Speaking of GoFundMe's, uh, while we were on the road for the Natty. We had a GoFundMe, and a guy on our team was like, if we make this much, I'll get a mullet like Luke's. Chris and, Wade. Yeah, Chris Wade. And it was $5 a Wade away. And it was like the last night, and I was like, fuck it. And I donated $5, <laughs> sent it to Chris Wade, and I was like, sorry, bud. And then at the next uh, the next playoff game, I was like, hey, Chris Wade, remember this? And his now wife, who they also found out they're pregnant. Congrats. Oh, congrats. Oh, nice. yeah. Absolutely hates me because I called him out on it. And she's like, that's bullshit. You're just making him get it. I was like, it's his post. She's like, whatever, you did that. I was like, yeah. I hacked his Facebook. I posted it from his account. He ended up getting it, and I I thought it looked pretty sick, to be honest. It wasn't even it wasn't even a traditional mullet. It uh, was it looked good. It was yeah. no shitty with Schmitty mullet, but it was decent. But it's a mullet though. I mean it looked good. Yeah. I honestly like are, I'm not molds are in there. I'm not joking. Molds I thought it looked good. Uh Luke's once his grew out a little bit, I thought Luke's looked good. I, I thought it looked it good too, and then he cut it. Like a soy boy. Soy boy. <laughs> soy boy. That's what they call him at the gym he goes to. No. <laughs> Hell no. You sure about that? I was laughing so hard because I thought he called you that. <laughs> but the mullet thing. And then he was like you, and I was like, the fuck he did. I'm ripping these hundos. Fuck that guy. <laughs> it's like, no way. Dude, that's not even that bad. When we made it the national championship with Bremer, uh, Eric Frana agreed to get his nipple pierced if we made it. <laughs> <laughs> and he ended up getting it pierced. But it only stayed until like after the game, and then he ended up taking it out. I kind of wish he would have left it because that would have been awesome. Well, at least he's a man of his word. Like Luke agreed to get that tattoo I'll six get it. months ago. Oh, yeah, oh, really? please. Dude, guys, it. it was over the summer when you guys won. Yeah, it's been at least six months. Come yeah, on. Six I got to wait for the cooler months. This is the I cooler work. month. It's December. You're in the cooler month. It's like minus 40 degrees here. I'll get it when I get back. Okay. I don't believe it. Okay. Set up the appointment. All right, Luke. Don't lie. Jesse, if I don't do it, then Jesse will hurt me. <laughs> Jesse is a large man. He is. Very. Very large. This is the guy that I met when I was in Florida. The yes. real, real big tall yeah, dude. That yeah. guy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He'll he'll break your bones. He'll do it. Yeah, I'll hit. <laughs> he'll be happy to break them. <laughs> business or pleasure. His business is his pleasure. <laughs> dude, yeah, you're gonna have to get that done ASAP because what Joey Jeffries says is yeah. Right? yeah. I got mine after our twenty eighteen run. We nice. we used to convince girls in Florida that we were brothers who had the same birthmark. Like, really? And we show them that and they're like, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like yeah. what you guys do at the bars, where it's like, is that tattoo? It's like, yeah, we all have them, and then they all start wiggling their legs. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> start the, pulling the, out our thighs. The best, <laughs> the best the is the there'll be like four or five of us that all, because uh, we, so most of us got these tattoos three years ago, twenty eighteen. After we got, we got third. Yeah, third at nationals. Conversion kick away from going to the championship. Don't bring it up. <laughs> Shout out Nugget. Yeah. Oh, but so there was like on a Sunday. <laughs> And we flew back and we all got tattooed Monday. But there was like 15 or 16 of us got it. So we at the bar. Maybe four or five. They're like, yeah, we all got it. And then we'll find a guy that has it with jeans on. And like, oh, he's got it too. Show him. They're like, but I, I have jeans. Like, sorry, man. You got to drop your pants. Show these girls. They're like, okay. <laughs> Is he's <it>? crying. <laughs> yeah. Tears streaming down his face. So me and Ryan Gray both are the only two people like on you and I seem to have the exact same style one. Because oh, yeah. we both went and got ours together. What about Eric? Eric from? No, Pimento. Oh, Pimento? Yeah. His is slightly different than ours is, though. So, like, usually every year, um, some guys will go get the crest tattoo, and they'll, like, have, like, usually if you go together, you'll have your own little spin on it. And we've had guys get them, like, on their thigh, on their side. We've had some dudes, like, look at it on their chest or their back, you know, like, 
various spots, but they all look slightly different, but it's still essentially the same one, yeah. but ours has the little uh, purple line through it. And I remember when me and Greg got ours done, like we were in Waverly, and like we went out to like Suds and shit like that, and we kept showing people like, but it's obviously in the middle of winter when we got ours, so I'm taking my pants off just dropping down <laughs> before showing everybody. <laughs> Look what I got. I yeah, have I've been to Cedar Falls with these boys. That's about normal. Dude, yeah. Well, Cedar it's Falls Waverly. There's not a lot else going on there. But Waverly, Cedar Falls. Cedar Falls is a little more eventful for the most part, but it's, you know, it's fun. You've been to Cedar Falls, right? Well, my cousin's from Waverly. Oh, no shit. Went to Warburg. WTF, Warburg Track and Field. Mm, nice. Actually, uh, had a couple guys from our high school who ran track and field at Warburg, whatever. They were like all Americans and shit. They would have been, yeah. I mean, I would assume they would have been good at rugby, but they're really fucking tall. And they were just really fast. My, my cousin, like, never played rugby, but he'd come visit and he'd play wing for us, and he'd be like, "This is awesome." Then he'd go back, and obviously they didn't have it back then. Yeah. Really? Hmm. It was, I don't know, it was like fifteen years ago or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. That makes more sense then. Yeah. But he's a track star. He's really good. Dude, yeah, we used to oh God, I can't remember his name. I think his name was Logan. We got a guy who was on the track and field team at U and I, and he was fast as fuck. And we used to stick him out on the wing sometimes. Yeah. That was my cousin. That was just the thing. It's just like swing the ball, swing the ball, swing off the ball, get it to the wing, and then gone. And my cousin, like, he played football growing up. So like tackling wasn't an issue either. He's like, hell yeah. But he didn't he only wanted to play with me. Like whatever team I was on, he didn't want to like go find another team somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Man, how did you couldn't have talked him into moving to Florida? I tried. He lives in Colorado in the mountains. He went the other direction. Ooh, that'd be nice though too. I mean, if he wants to play rugby, he should like look up like Denver Barbarians or something. Oh, he's he just went back to school. He's a nurse now, has a kid, and he's he's past his rugby days. March. Past your rugby days. I mean, we got guys that have like one of the guys on the team has like six kids and he plays rugby. That's just so he can get away from his kids. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to sit at home. I got all these kids bothering me the whole time. You guys got any other clubs I can join? <laughs> yeah, we go to Cowies every Wednesday, right? Yeah, every Wednesday. Cool. I'll be there. Maybe start a bowling league or something. Yeah. <laughs> you guys like Legos? <laughs> yeah. You guys do anything like in so besides like touch rugby? So you guys do anything as a team in the off season at all? I mean, some of us play sevens over the summer. Yeah. Eight. Ah, I know we're almost out of time here. Nah, Don't worry about it. What do you got? Uh. It's weird. As good as this team is, mm -hmm. this is the least, a lack of a better term, close team I've ever played on. Like, everybody's kind of in their own cliques, does their own thing. I mean, I get it's older. It's a men's yeah. team. They all have their own families. But even, like, when I was in Dallas, every night we were drinking together. We were going to the bars together. Mm -hmm. Same thing in Georgia. Here, I don't know because it's more spread out and there's just more to do, but I feel like we don't do enough as a team together. Mm -hmm. In the times we do, it shows. Yeah. And like the game, everything's clicking. And then we'll go a couple weeks where everybody's kind of off doing their own thing, and we just don't mesh as well on the field. It's, it's strange. So there's a group of guys that <clears throat> we go out every Friday night, but usually uh, someone will post something in the chat, and then a group of us will meet. It's pretty like random people who can show up that night. But it's like a little bit, but I know definitely back home in the Midwest clubs, I'm guessing, everything's a little bit closer. But... Yeah, I mean, feel like sometimes camaraderie though, because uh, it's it's obviously way different in college than it is when you do like men's league stuff. Because like when you're in college, like we used to go out like every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Just we went out six nights stuff. a week. Yeah, dude, it was all the time. Crazy. Yeah, and then it's like with men's league stuff, it's like ah, oh, like everybody's adult, got family, and like other obligations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and it's like 
sometimes it might be tough to be meeting up more than like twice a week. Like we only do practice on Wednesdays and we play Saturdays and we, you know, usually go out and do stuff together Saturday nights. Like you guys practice more than once a week, I'm assuming. Oh, you guys only practice once a week. Yeah, we only practice once a week. We do Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, Let me rephrase that. Half of us do Tuesday, Thursday. The other half of the team does one day a week. And then there's still some guys that do no days a week. Haywood Williams. (laughs) Yeah. It's very frustrating to me. Mm. I mean, I I don't know. I'm older. I'm 41. I probably should have a family and kids, but I don't. I don't know if it's my personality or luck. It's personality. It's definitely my personality. (laughs) But no, like I get guys that can only make one day a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, Brett Stubbs, the other guy that's helping me coach he just had a second baby what like six weeks ago two months ago his second baby he's a busy dude his wife runs her own company and he still managed to get there so i'm tuesday coach he's thursday coach and everybody says they like tuesday coach better i get it better looking i have more teeth he doesn't make (laughs) us he doesn't make us condition well no i do high intensity drills uh I was going to say, don't waste your time doing conditioning. You know why? You know why? Because I don't want to run either. So I'm like, yeah, we're not doing conditioning today, boys. I don't want to run either. (laughs) But guys that are married and have families, I get it. I I totally get it. But like in college, uh, my first first year playing at Iowa State, the rugby team lived in the Delta Chi house. Like Mm -hmm. Delta Chi house got disbanded or kicked out for doing uh, horrible fraternity stuff to girls that they normally do. Typical. Uh, Typical. But so we lived in the Delta Chi. There's like 16 of us. It was awesome. I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah. insane. it was the most fun thing I've ever done in my whole life. Still, yeah. And it was a long time. Like now, I don't want to go back to college because I didn't like being poor. I mean, this year kind of sucked to work, and I'm currently poor, which is terrible. But turns out I still don't like being poor. Yeah, but right. like for like ten years, it was like, would you go back to college? I was like, if that was an option, you would never see me again because I would leave right now mm-hmm. and go back. And it's still like you know, Randy Mutt, Dustin Hugan, John Isaacs, like. All those guys. Again, like that's why my entire back is an Iowa State rugby tattoo. Because I wouldn't be here without them. Yeah. I mean, I got a Palm Beach rugby tattoo just because we did so well. And I'm currently the most senior member of the team for Palm Beach. I've, mm-hmm. I've played the longest. I've done the most. Been on the board. <clears throat> uh, beginning of the season was super tough. We would get, what, 8 to 12 guys at practice. Oh, if we were lucky. Oh, yeah. yeah. Luke, Luke was there. I don't like. I'm not trying to talk myself up, but there would not be Palm Beach rugby right now if it wasn't for me, especially this season. I know. I know a bunch of us were just like, I don't know how much longer I can be at these eight man practices. Uh, I want to play this year, so it's like I got. If this is going to happen. It needs to be soon because mm. if not, I need to be on another team practicing, trying to get a spot. And Luke, Luke loses me, so he would hear my phone calls every other practice. I'm the one that called people every practice like hey man where the hell are you and especially like veteran players like new mm-hmm. players i wasn't so concerned about yeah but the veteran players where are you oh man you know i'll be there in january i'm like cool if you wait till january there won't be a january yeah like we need you here now and now we're getting this is 20 to 25 guys at practice yeah. there's oh, some veteran sure. players like we understand some of them just got married stuff the guy that just had a baby yeah. the other coach yeah. it's like there's excuses for a lot of people but yeah. no i mean like we we started practice like beginning of july and our season didn't start until the end of august yeah. so like oh, yeah, wow. and we had a lot of guys show up for practice and stuff like that but i mean like i don't know it seems to work pretty well for us to have like just one day a week for now like i don't know yeah it, it <clears throat> just seems a little easier for people to make it just for that specific day and like again we are more of a social side you know yeah well 
I know how douchey this is before I say it. It, <laughs> it like it's the curse of winning a national championship. A lot of guys don't have that hunger anymore. Mm. When we were on the fringe, guys were hungry. Mm. Guys wanted to work hard. Guys wanted to practice. Now we won it, and they're like, "Oh, I can relax a little bit, let up." And they don't understand that we have the biggest target on our back we've ever had. Yeah, like they think we're something. We're nothing. We were good last year. That doesn't mean shit this year. Mm. Teams don't care what you did. Like I don't care what we did. Like I care what we did last year. I don't care if we lose a game. Then what the fuck does it matter? Like it doesn't doesn't mean anything unless you perform again. Yeah, that shit had kind of happened to us a little bit with Bremer uh, the following year after we were runner ups because we got moved up to D two and like we had a bunch of guys that you know that played on that team just you know like had prior commitments or just like ah it's like I just I'm just done playing. I mean like we obviously had like our you know our pillars, like the rocks of the team. Like we still had Casey Hanson. We still had like Eric Wickham and Todd Becker, like yeah. Clint, like those guys. Like, so that was good. But it's like, we lost a lot of those guys that would be like considered like key subs and shit like that. Right. And, like we Older. also had a few injuries and it's just like, and that whole season, like the following season after the national championship was rough. So it's like, I hope that doesn't obviously happen to you guys, which yeah. I don't see that happening. Well, think about guys. like older veterans in the Midwest. They don't, they're okay. at the two or three hour drive in Iowa. They don't want to go to Wisconsin, Minnesota. They don't want to do those, yeah. like Milwaukee. Uh, I know for – I you never know, but the Florida Union tried to move us up to D2. And if that would have happened, I don't think we're here because I think people start dropping. Mm. I think it's – aren't D2 teams farther away and stuff? Eh, not necessarily. Not that bad. But D2 in Florida, you're – I don't know if they changed it at the time. You were supposed to have, be able to field two full sides. Yeah. Not D2. D2. Not yeah. D2 and D3, a D2 and a D4 team. Oh. And then last year, I believe, the penalty was if you were a D2 team and couldn't field two teams, they dropped your whole team to D4. Dumbest thing ever. It's so bizarre. Because yeah. they're like, there's a lot of uh, D2 teams in the Midwest that don't have two sides. Right. But there's yeah. some, just, but there's not a lot. So. It's just a Florida thing. But like, I don't know. I don't. No, if they should be, there's some clubs around Iowa that like, they're like, oh, you have to go to D2. It's like, mm. it's such a small, like there's small towns that it's like, if you force them to do that, people don't want to do the travel, that stuff, blah, blah. They just want to casually play, but be competitive. Yeah. I when mean, you go to the D2 level, it's different. Yeah. It's weird. Like when, cause that's what they keep doing to Waverly. It's like with Bremer, they like every time they do well, it's just like, oh, let's bump you up to D2. And then it's like D2 is tough because you know, the travel is always yeah. challenging for us and. You know, then you have some guys that, you know, eh, it's like I'm going to take the season off, and it's just like, yeah, then the season right. sucks, and then get bumped back down to D3, and then win the Iowa League again, and maybe even go all the way to the Midwest Championship game and just kind of repeat a cycle, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy that they require D2 teams to also be able to field the D4 team. They did. I don't know if it's still the case, uh, okay. but it used to be. Uh, it seems crazy. <laughs> yeah. When I first moved to Florida, Gainesville was the powerhouse. I mean, they won – Four years in a row, they had these super douchey Clover shirts. They were like, state championships, like, blah, 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 blah. And they refused to go to D2. It, which is weird to me because uh, Gainesville is where University of Florida is. Mm-hmm. So they have an automatic feeder. Guys that yeah. don't have enough credits or that graduate and are going to grad school automatically go to the men's team. Like, they have a huge feeder program. We don't have that in Palm Beach. Yeah. But they refused to go up, so they got, I guess, like banned from postseason play. So like, mm. oh yeah, the one, they, they the one year, that, yeah, the one year they sure. beat us in the state championship in Palm Beach. We still went on to nationals after that. We didn't do very well, but still. So like, if they were to do that to us, I'll be honest. I feel, I feel like 
I don't know. I don't feel like we could go to D2 because we just don't have the numbers. Not, yeah, the numbers. And like I said, good. this year, they would have made us go to D2. We had eight dudes at practice a few times. Mm. How are you going to do anything in D2? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be that'd be challenging. We're like, we're kind of curious to see, like, so, like, because obviously, like, for us, like, we won Iowa this year. And then, like, I don't think they're going to bump us up because we only made it to, like, second round of playoffs. Right. So I would assume they'd let us stay D3, but it's like, First, if we would be fortunate enough to continue to win D3, I wonder if they would bump us up to D2. But, like, we wouldn't have the crazy numbers to fill a D2 side, I feel like, every week. Like, with the travel and <laughs> shit, like, shit like that. So, I mean, I heard DeAndre might take his talents to Florida, but we'll see. That'd be pretty cool. I know we'd like that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'd like to have you there too, Phil, since you already D, agreed to come there and didn't. If D goes, I'll go. That's my only stipulation. No, stop it. Stop it. That's what you said last time, and nobody did anything. I'll talk. No action. I'll talk. That's because you didn't go. I'll tell you what. You guys can rent Joseph's house. Joseph will just stay in Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Congrats, Joey Jeffries. You're now a wombat. I feel like this didn't work out very well for me. By the way. That's right. We also gave him a first round pick. Okay. And we released the Russian arms dealer. When you had the women's, the lady wombats, did Luke tell you the names I came up with? Was it the Wombatties? Was one of the them. Wombatties or the Wombays? Wombays. <laughs> oh, those are good. So start working on that girls' side. Yeah. So bring that girls' side back. We're gonna need a few more. There's gonna be some more women's teams in Iowa though. So it's like That's maybe well, eventually. The all, yeah. The co- well, the colleges yeah. are good. I mean, the colleges are really good. They were killing it this year. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty out of touch with Iowa rugby because it's. Yeah. God, I don't know how long I moved. 2004 when I left Iowa. Mm. But I know, like, especially the women's teams here are doing really well and up oh, and coming. Yeah. I feel like you guys have, like, the player base here for women's rugby. Oh, yeah. Like, Florida teams, they'll do well, but I don't know. It's like us. Like, we have, like, 30 backs of practice. We just don't have the size in the pack. Where mm-hmm. I feel like the Midwest, you guys get some of the girls that are, like, you know, have the size and the athleticism to do it. Where other teams, like, oh, yeah, like, we got some fast wingers, but... When it comes to pack ball, they just get destroyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at the teams that – so, like, with the whole uh, NCR rugby playoff stuff, if you look at, like, most of the teams that were in the Elite Eight and Final Four, they're all, like, generally Midwest. Well, you know? uh, wasn't it this year you guys had, like, three teams in the Elite Eight? In the top yeah. five. Yeah, it was in the Iowa, top five ranking. Or, yeah. Or, or at least I guess it would be considered top six because I think when they have the final rankings, it was, like – I think it was three, four, and five, actually, yeah. this year. So, I, I think, think so. you and I finished three, and then maybe it was uh, – Iowa – I don't we know. finished six or something like that, and – yeah. Yeah, but they, so, they all – they were all in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I don't yeah. think any of them made it past that. But still, yeah. the fact that they were there, well, that's you awesome. And I, you and I made it to the final four, but they lost okay. to Michigan, and Iowa oh, State okay. had to play Michigan in the round of eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Michigan won the whole thing, like – Actually, yeah. surprisingly, pretty handedly, because Notre Dame College is a varsity sport. Oh and yeah, they I mean they're they're a really good side, and Michigan's some you know they deserve that number one ranking yeah. you know near there. So yeah, it was like what was it like 37, 14 or something like that? Yeah. I can't quite remember. Pretty wild though. See, if you two would listen to the B side boys, you'd be all caught up like I am. I do listen to <laughs> it. How do I know that Phil is campaigning for me to be in the Hall of Fame? Hmm. Sure. So you listen to one episode? <laughs> no, I listened to two. I listened to the wrong one first because that's where I thought he was talking about it, and then I listened to the other one. Was it where it. I mentioned that you're my doctor friend who knows MJ personally? You're and guess, five million, and I make no five hundred million dollars. And I'm best friends with MJ. I'm a doctor. Yeah. Don't worry, Phil. I do wear scrubs and I tuck them in. 
the guys on my team don't know I'm not a doctor either. <laughs> Can you write me a prescription on a Chick-fil-A receipt? <laughs> uh, I get that question quite a bit. Luke has been in the car when people ask me to write their prescriptions. And then when I tell them I'm not a doctor, get mad at me for not writing a prescription. They don't believe him. <laughs> they don't believe yes, him. You are, I was like, dude. I was like, I was like, God, I was like my degree was in marketing. Like, I'm not a doctor. Like, whatever, man. You just don't want to help me out. I'm like, that that must be it. What kind of prescriptions? Well, both those things are true. What kind of prescriptions do they want you to write? Well, we won't get into that. We won't get into that, but that is exactly what they want. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> we won't get into that, but yes. Yes. So HRT, a little hormone therapy. Yeah. I told you that in confidence. But you know, I, as far as the Midwest, I, like I really do appreciate what you guys are doing with the podcast. Wow. I, I don't listen to it all the time. I listen to a few. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was a little jaded when Gray said we only won because of that red card. <laughs> yeah, I told him about that. Uh, that's was, why he didn't show up. Yeah, he's yeah. scared. How brave of him not to show up and say that to my face. <laughs> though, though he did leave us a message, and I really hope you play that message before like our interview. Dude. It's like pep talk that he, that he left us. It, it's really good. I, I do enjoy it. I know. I, I had to listen to it before you guys came over. It's like, oh, I'll play this for them when they show up. And I'm like, I got to see what he said before you guys come. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> we're going to have to fill screen this. Hey, fellas. Thanks for joining the show today. Really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule during the holiday season, flying all the way from Florida to Iowa to film this in person or record this in person. Really nice of you. Uh, sorry I bailed. You know, I have more important things to do. Being a father of two, you know, I'm just, my time is so precious. But I'm really happy you're sitting down with Philly V. You're in good hands. They may be little hands, but they're strong hands. You know, he has the nickname Stone Hands, Soft Lips. He's going to prove it today because he is going to do a fantastic job, knock it out of the park, home run. But as you can hear, Murphy, my daughter, she's not happy about it. Murphy, what do you have to say? Yeah, you heard it from her. So we're going to keep working on the house post-Christmas, get things ready for my son's birthday. But again, thanks for joining. Sorry I couldn't be there. Love you guys. Tim, I don't know you, but I love you too because if you're a friend of Luke's, you're a friend of mine. And Phil, don't fuck this up. This is really important. We we start the year off right. Um, I'm, I trust you. Uh, hopefully our intern is going to help you out. Uh, did you hear back from him? I haven't heard back from him since we told him he could do it. He hasn't really been answering my calls. It's like Geno Smith said. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. I think that's what happened with our intern. At any rate, have a great episode, fellas. It's going to be the most listened to so far this year. Salome. No, but I think Midwest, I mean, obviously you guys are doing a lot here yeah. with all the teams. I think the podcast helps. Really, I think the missing component here is uh, the weather. Yeah. If you, guys, yeah. if you guys could turn that around. Yeah, if you guys could really, just play rugby year-round like we do in Florida, I think you guys would like, make that, that next step. <laughs> that would be ideal. Uh, and, you know, speaking of your podcast, we actually have a podcast in Florida. It's called uh, TFRO, Talking Florida Rugby Occasionally. Now, I live in Florida. Two-time national champion, captain U.S. World Cup team. Trying, not trying to jerk myself off too hard here. That's why I got Luke for. Yeah, He's about to break his other arm. Uh, I've never been on that podcast, Ross Davenport. I've also never been invited to that podcast by Ross Davenport, who runs it. However, I'm happy to be on the B side, boys. I'm not jaded at all. Appreciate Definitely not jaded. Appreciate you guys. 
partially flying and then driving the rest of the way just to get here oh specifically just Wait, for the podcast. For no other reason. I'm going to get angry. Sorry, I don't have the podcast flew me out first class. Yeah. <laughs> With our big old budget. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Javi's not around anymore, so he had plenty of money. Hey, yeah, hey, he's our intern. Yeah, your intern. Is he on his way? or is... Oh, he's probably with um, Grace House working. Yeah, you know, getting that, you know, future episodes coming out. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, uh, yeah, speaking of, like, podcasts, though, uh, there is, like, another one we listen to uh, that's based in the Midwest or whatever. It's, like, out of Michigan, I believe. Can't remember what it's called, though. Well, they also haven't one. invited us on their podcast. Purple. What's the one you you were talking about again? The rugby one in Florida? It's uh, Talking key, Florida Rugby Occasionally. It's pretty good. Like it's yeah. in depth. They'll do like, uh, I think it's maybe like, I don't know. They have like video with it too. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've been wanting to do some video stuff. Like we actually have a, a couple of things planned for videos that I'll have to maybe mention after the podcast. But as soon as that intern shows up, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when you do video conference, just let Luke and I know. We'll do. I mean, I am Luke's slumlord and charging way too much for rent. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so- his but, handler, if you will. You got a pretty good deal, though. He doesn't sleep in a basement or anything. Well, we don't have basements in Florida yeah, because it's paradise. I miss the basement. I yearn for it. <laughs> I yearn for it. Look at this nice basement. You could have had. I could have had everything. And by urine, he means he urines in basements. <laughs> well, you know. It's true. I love basements. I keep all my treasures down there. It's all real nice. We will not expand on that. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> Just leave it Because the implications. I mean, unless the CIA is not listening, then I totally do. <laughs> I totally do. But if they are, then I'm not. <laughs> so, Phil, uh, now that we're on the record here, I do remember you and DeAndre saying that if we made the National Championship game, you would be there to cheer us on. Yeah. What were we doing that time? Nothing. nothing. You were doing Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. You were doing you just nothing. didn't show up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I feel like I, <laughs> I, was hurt. I, was I feel hurt. like I had something going on. No, you yeah, nothing. You didn't. I, I asked you guys. I would say I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, but I'm also Wait, very mad. No, the reason I couldn't go is because I had to record the podcast. No, because mm, I called you right after. Mm, nah, yeah. you could have been live. Yeah, Sounds made up. You could have been live that from anywhere. <laughs> from Atlanta. Yeah, from Atlanta. That would be sick. Coming to you live from Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Dude, did you guys play a turf for that? Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, uh, I had so many turf burns on me. I was sucked. I was mad we had the 8 or 9 a.m. game. And by the end of it, I was like, I'm so fucking happy we're done. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. So you guys played what? Did you guys play before, like, the D2 and D1 championships? Okay. That would be actually kind of nice just to get done and then be able to watch. It's kind of funny because we're, like, celebrating and, like, get off the field. And we're like, whatever. Like, (laughs) what are you I don't give a shit what you say. We just want to have championship. Like, come on, guys. You can't tell us what to do. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, that's fucking... I've, that's pretty awesome. I think... Where are we, where are we at with ours? Because they used to have it in Colorado all the time. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah this was... Whatever, yeah. I think the year before was Colorado, and this... I mean, this was in Atlanta. Yeah. Was that was super convenient. I wonder yeah. if that's going to be a continuous thing. I'll be honest, this Colorado, it would been a lot harder for us to travel. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. we... Uh, shout out to the airlines for being pieces of shit. <laughs> Most of our team had flights that we booked on our own, mm-hmm. and over half those flights got canceled. We had guys, so our game oh, yeah. was what nine a.m. or yeah. eight a.m. on Saturday. We had guys at ten o'clock. Their flights got canceled. Had to drive straight through from the night. Didn't sleep. Oh, literally showed up and went like, on the field. Yeah, yeah. Wow. got in at like six. And we had to be the field at you know seven thirty. Jesus. And they yeah. they still so. Uh, the Warthogs out of Phoenix? Yeah. Red Arizona. Red Mountain. Yeah, it's Red Phoenix. Mountain. I actually had buddies on the team. 
Actually, one of the guys who plays USA Touch with me yeah. was scrum half for the Warthogs, too. So it's funny because everybody's like, oh, Bruce. His name's Bruce Duncan. He was like, oh, Bruce, you got to play Tim. How was it? And he's like, I don't care that we lost. I care that I lost to Tim. <laughs> he's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, Bruce is a good dude. But, like, the game was closer. I feel like it wouldn't have been as close had our team been, like, fully rested and yeah. showed up like we were supposed to. Mm. Yeah, that's I didn't know that though. That's crazy. Oh, it's terrible. Happened. But had it like bro, had it not just been in Atlanta, yeah, dude, if it, it, was, it was, was in Colorado, yeah. I mean, we would have had like thirteen dudes. That would have sucked. Yeah, yeah. that'd have been terrible. I'm surprised though. Like, I'm surprised you guys had that many people wait until Friday to leave though. Well, I mean, we all work. Yeah. We thought hey, from Atlanta, it's like short flight. Yeah, it's like an hour true. flight. We're like, oh, no big deal. And then their flights got delayed. Like they're supposed to be in the morning or midday. And they're like, oh, we'll just delay it. Delay, delay, delay. Sorry, it's canceled. And they immediately. I mean, like we did to get here for Christmas. Delay, delay, cancel. Cool. Get us a car one way. That That's all we need. Yeah. We were on, me and Yaya were on the runway for like an Yaya. hour and a half. Yaya, come back. <laughs> we, we were on the runway for like an hour and a half, two hours. And then I remember some random girl was hearing me and Yaya talk. It's like, screw it. We'll just take it. We'll just get back up to West Palm and fly out of there. And she's like, what? She's like, I'll call an Uber if I can go with you guys. And we we're just like strange but okay <laughs> yeah you don't know us but yeah sure hop in a car with us hey. man that's ugh. but anyway I, we went through all that and you and deandre couldn't show up at all so well, that's nice yeah that's cool I'm sorry all, think about all that bs we had to go through just to win that in houston someone on our team named haywood oh we met the jerseys at the airport so we had to borrow a team's jerseys charleston d2 charleston d2 had just lost walking off field that's chattanooga i think wasn't it I was it Chattanooga? I think so. I don't know. I, think it was, I don't know. Chattanooga, Chattanooga won D2. Anyway, they came off the field and they yeah. just lost. And we had to go up to them and be like, hey, guys, uh, like hey, we, we lost our jerseys. Those? Can we borrow your jerseys? Like, are you for real? We're like, yeah. We're like, we'll pay like for the dry cleaning or whatever, but can we borrow your jerseys? And they're like, sure. Wait, this was for the national championship? No, this was to go. Oh, this was This was to beat the Austin Blacks who hadn't lost oh. a game in Five you guys years. didn't have your fucking yeah, jerseys. So, no. up so our photo is we us wearing their jerseys. We won. Yeah. What? I they were so that. smelly. And hey, they were wet. They were disgusting. Undefeated in the Reds. Yeah. Jesus. Never lost the game in our Reds. So like alternates. out of everything else we're going through, we like oh, we didn't have jerseys. Like so totally out of it. Like mindset. It was it was rough, and we still won. Wow. Like that just shows you the skill of the players yeah. and the depth we had on the team. Man, that's. A lot of bullshit to go through right yeah. before the match. I can't believe yeah. somebody. I can't believe. <laughs> I so can't we, imagine we, losing your fucking jerseys before the game. Though. When we got back to turn our rental cars in, yeah, our jersey bags still sitting leaning against the counter what? in the like, rental car lobby. In the yeah. rental car lobby, like this giant huge jersey bag still sitting there. I can't believe nobody picked it up. I, I can't either. That's lucky. No, is it? Jersey yeah, bag? Well, I mean, at least nobody fucking took them and stole them. Yeah, Jesus. I guess, but it was yeah, it was bad. You guys have more than one kit. Nope, nope. We didn't. Really? You guys we just brought the kit? Well, yeah. we just brought the one. Hey, we don't have Wombat money, all right? <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't get that. We're just wombat wombat money. Money. We're, we're this poor. We're still waiting on that Pally sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we're know if you're going to get a Pally sponsorship in uh, Florida. Maybe. We'll you, can talk to Lee. you can talk to Lee. Uh, we do have some good sponsors, though. One of my one of our buddies, he owns a, a restaurant in Florida, Sarah's Kitchen. Like, just bullshitting with him. I was like, hey, man, you want to sponsor us? We need jerseys. He was like, yeah, how much? I was like, well, two grand to get the front. He's like, all right. That's the extent of the conversation. He's like, come by Monday. I show up Monday thinking I'm going to have to like talk him up and like, you know, use my sales skills. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, bring me the checkbook. And he's like, how much was it? Two grand. He's like, here you go. He's like, all right, man, I'm busy. I get back to work. 
And that was it. I was like, oh, fuck, you should have said thanks, at least five, thanks, Theo. dude. <laughs> well, he, now he already committed to add a couple two grand every year. Yeah. Two grand every year, as long as we're friends. <laughs> dude, that's not the guy that I met. Who's the one dude I met who had the Tesla that you guys... That was, like, that, that's Theo. That's, that's, guy? that's, that's Theo. that's the guy, yeah. That's Theo. He's awesome, thought. bro. Yeah, he was pretty cool. He's yeah, like, That makes more sense now. I was like, God, that sounds familiar, so... Well, in like when we made it to the championship, because I was so I don't know if I should throw these numbers out there, but I will. <laughs> like, I don't know that other clubs understand the cost it takes to do this. Yeah. So the last three years, I mean, we made it in ass championship run the last couple of years. Yeah. In the last three years, from I mean, a lot of it is player donation, a few sponsors. Yeah. I, I usually get the most sponsors. Like typical I know people. men's club shit, yeah. The last three national championship runs, we spent a hundred thousand dollars. What hundred? What over, over hundred? Like all combined? Yeah, and yeah. it's we got guys on the team. I don't care if they're gonna get upset that I say it. Jesse, uh, our match secretary and team manager Ian. I mean, they put like five ten grand out of their own pocket each year towards oh, the team. Fuck. Like we got guys that behind the scenes are throwing money at it. Mm. We got some old boys throwing thousands of dollars that don't necessarily want the recognition, but they want us to do well and travel. Yeah. Without them, we can't do it. Yeah. Sponsorships help a shit ton. Cause like, you don't got people backing you. No, with, like, guys some money, dude. Like, it, it, guys, I mean, I'm on the board, so I know a little more than most of our players, but guys don't understand like how hard we have to hustle to get that money oh, for the yeah. team. It, it's crazy. But yeah, I, I feel you there. I mean, obviously, we haven't had. But based on this medal I'm currently wearing around my neck, it's totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm starting to regret saying that you should bring that. I Phil, hate looking at it. Don't I worry. knew what was going to happen. Phil, I'll let you get your picture with it for a nominal fee. You can touch it for another fee. Another yeah. Fee? For another fee, you can let me touch it. <laughs> Wait, watch. <laughs> well, guys. It's been a good. That awkward. We're just gonna end it right yeah. here. I'm just gonna. Yeah. I can't. That's the last. Can't, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't anymore. take it anymore. Edit, edit, edit that out. Well. Edit it. Great, you heard me. Great. Edit that out. Edit it in. Fix it. <laughs> well, I just want to say we really appreciate you guys coming on. I know Gray wanted to be here. But well, not he, that bad. He didn't. He's not that up, bad, so, I guess. Yeah. But you know, he'll listen to it later. But yeah. no, I appreciate you guys coming out, flying all the way from Florida, and driving specifically just for this podcast, nothing else. For sure. Screw yeah. Christmas. Getting on your first class flight that we paid for as B side boys back to Florida. Yeah, well, thanks guys. First time, stop. Doing that. Shout out don't lie to the, don't lie to the listeners. It wasn't first class. You got us private jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn it. We're trying to be humble. Yeah. <laughs> we're private jet. You let us rent a Kia from St. Louis. <laughs> just you two. Yeah, just us. But no, we uh, no, we're really happy you guys came on. This was fun. Uh, we really look forward to seeing how you guys do for the regular season, and hopefully, you guys make another repeat run, especially as we're not in it anymore. So. We'll cheer for Palm Beach. Uh, if guess. you guys, if you and Gray would just show up and DeAndre to watch the National Championship game, should we make it? I mean, it's we got a long way to go long to way. make it. I'm not we'll not see. like saying or promising anything. Yeah. We got a lot of work cut out for us, but yeah. I'm hoping we can repeat or at least make it. We'll just see where the location's at and stuff, and go from there. And does it matter? Right now, on record, will you be there to watch? Yes or no? I'm Com- not going to say that on record. Commit to the I people. Don't I don't know. Commit. Commit. No commit. You committed just last commit. time and you okay, failed. Okay, you bailed last time, so now you have okay, to commit. If I, if I come down to Florida, though, sometime soon here, you can I stay can't at my house. Make multiple trips, though, anywhere. I'm not going to charge you rent like I did last time when I won the friendship challenge against Luke because you, he, you he was just hungover and passed out the whole you, time you were there. You well, that's what I do anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's you guys they knew the what they are in for. <laughs> yeah. But, no, appreciate you having us. Yeah, appreciate you guys coming over. Thank you for letting us join.
Yeah, I mean, the weather kind of sucks. If you could work on that next time, I'd really appreciate it. Bush lights helped. I'll call on to Bill Gates to see if you can put something else in the jet stream. It's so like, like a Elon's, magnifying glass. Uh, in front of the sun I feel like Elon's more of a. I heard Elon. Elon's, yeah, Elon's a more get it done kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a hold of Elon and see what happens. Yeah, we'll send a message on Twitter. That seems to be going well. <laughs> now that you've uh, stepped down as the chairman of Twitter, I'd like you to step up as the chairman of B Side Boys. <laughs> Him and Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban. And we need to get Mark Cuban to take over. USA rugby, but that's for another conversation. So, (laughs) thanks again, guys. Love you. Love you. Shout out to rugby. All right. And those are the Florida boys. Always love hearing from those guys. Really excited. Got a chance to hang out with them and talk to them and delete a few beers. And yeah, it was a good time. Wish you were there, Gray. Yeah. So you could totally just like, turn your back on us and be like, oh, I hate Iowa and the Wombats, and I wish I was in Florida. And Florida's so much better, but I'm forced to be here. Wham, wham, wham. Shut up, That's Phil. That's basically what the conversation would have went. You showed your true colors. <laughs> Phil, doesn't matter what room you're in, those are your favorite people. <laughs> Whoever you're with is your favorite. Like, yeah. But at the same time, as it, we're in the middle of a snowstorm, Florida sounds pretty, pretty no, nice right now. It does, but, you know, I do like a lot of aspects of Iowa, too, and all my friends and family are here. You're doing cool. it. You're doing it again. You're doing it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't going to follow up with, but. but you Dude, know. you can be negative. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it's I know. fine. I know. And speaking of Florida, so we had Chicago Hounds as the newest MLR franchise. Yeah. Rumor on Twitter, rumor on social media, Miami is rumored to be the next MLR franchise, and the name will be the Miami Sharks. Sounds like an Argentine businessman, Marcos Galperin, who founded the Mercado Laviri, is one of a group presently in the USA negotiating negotiating the next MLR franchise. Paul Tate tweeted that out. Dude, that would be really awesome if we got a Miami team. And Sharks, that's a great mascot, especially for Miami. Come on. Well, you know who am I favorite international teams is the sharks in south africa they're they were they're in super rugby uh durban uh south africa um fun fact about them so when i would play jonah lemieux challenge they just had a really fun logo Mm. so you know that wombat heisman logo we have yeah i based that logo off the sharks logo it's a shark uh, yeah, throwing a Heisman stiff arm deal. Throwing a Heisman stiff arm. And do you remember the cartoon from when we were kids? You were probably too young, but it was like, no, it was street, like the mutant sharks, street yeah, sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. And they would wear like yeah, yeah. jean shorts and yeah. like, yeah, backwards like hats. Jacked. Yeah, that's what this logo looks like. Yeah. And so I would play as them on Jonah Lemieux's challenge. And then that's when I found out who uh, Tendai Matarawara is, the beast, that prop who like can hold people up, single lift, yeah. like upside down and flip them back up. So he played for him. Kerwin Bosch, a fly half who's like really, really good. He's fun to watch. Um, they have like really cool players. They're really fun. Love and play for the South African national team. Uh, but it's funny because there's the Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Oh, yeah. So in Europe, there's the sail sharks. Hmm. And then in South Africa, there's the sharks from Durban. And then rumor is the Miami sharks. And they're all pointing at each other like, where are the sharks? Where are the sharks? So, and like they have the white and pink and black like that's gonna pop yeah i mean cool since the guillotinis are gone they can take the pink mm-hmm. you know 
no, might maybe go Miami Vice style. Yeah, That'd be cool. Oh, you. I mean, you it's rugby. To. You it's have, have to go have fun. To. You gotta do it. And then it's cool too because talking to those guys from Florida, rugby is big in Florida. It is. Yeah. They have a lot of great stuff. Um, and it, and this could strengthen, you know, their different levels of play. And I think it, and like what we're doing with Chicago, where it's like, we're going to get a bunch of club rugby oh, guys to go watch Chicago. Something easily with that. You get the whole Florida union to go support the Miami sharks. Like, I mean, Miami sharks though, honestly, is probably bad for Palm beach rugby. Hmm. They're going to lose some guys. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you heard it first. Phil thinks you guys aren't good enough. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, I like to twist your words. That's I know fun. you do. <laughs> uh, do you have a top five? I do actually. Good because yeah. it's Thursday yeah. and that's when we do this segment. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay. you know, I got some, some different ideas from a few people and you start maybe asking some more people for some different ideas. Cause Ooh, you put know. a poll out on yeah, Twitter, put a poll out on Twitter. Uh, but I was thinking for my top five this week, just going back to my old you and I days, I was thinking my top five, you and I alumni that I've played with that I wish still played rugby or would love to see them play rugby. Um, not saying, you know, just specifically these five people. I would love to see all the guys I play with still play. But I understand, like, you know, family and work and all this other stuff can sometimes get in the way. But if I could see these, you know, a certain five people play, I'd be pretty happy. So, my number five. Hold on. I love this because it's, like, it's going to be awesome for us and that, you and I alumni listening. But it's funny because this podcast, Iowa – Okay, it's a small, small network. Yeah. Rugby. Okay, now we're Even super smaller, niche. Yeah. Super niche. Um, okay, you now let's I. go to the University of Northern <laughs> Iowa. Okay. But only specifically okay. these but, four years. But only between <laughs> the years that you were in college. Okay. I really got we that, have that, down, that. We literally have narrowed this down to we are down to five listeners. <laughs> Basically. All right, so this is for your group chat that I'm not in. Go. <laughs> no. So I was thinking... <laughs> It's not really even a specific order. Well, no, 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 no. Multiple people. Stop. It is. It is an order. Yeah. And everyone who's left off should feel bad and tweet at Phil and be like, (laughs) "Okay, okay, Phil." Now I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) No, we're doing it. We're in it. (laughs) All right, number five. I would love to see Ty Floyd play. I see him at the gym all the time. He's still in great shape. He's a great dude. Great looking body. Great, great body. Great body. Uh, Great kids. Yeah. Great dad. He's you know he was a great player like when we were playing just. Fitness was always real high, always made a ton of tackles, ran the ball hard, just gave it everything he got, and he was just always a super positive guy. So it'd be really cool to see him play again. That's what I was going to say, too. My favorite thing playing with Ty and coaching Ty, when things got rough, he still had the best attitude. And, like, you just loved playing with him because it was like we could be getting our dicks kicked in, and he'd be like, oh, it's all right. Like, hey, we're all together. Like, yeah. we're, like yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be here with you boys. And it was like, well, damn it, Ty, I'm going to cry. Like, oh, that's yeah. so nice of you. Also, uh, Wombat's head coach, Andrew Ridgway, might have ran into him recently. Yeah. I don't know if his days of playing rugby are done. No, I'm not, and I'm not saying, like, all these people on this list are completely done playing rugby because there's a chance they'll still play at some point. In time. I'm, I'm just saying there's a chance he yeah. could play with yeah. you again. Yeah, I know. I'm just, you know, saying. And I'm not saying, you know, these guys need to play for the Wombats either. I just want to see him play again kind of thing you know i i mean i won't say that no i'm kidding <laughs> no I, I, I that was a joke i want to see people play mm. and i would love for them to play with us in the wombats but more than anything just play yeah exactly just play like that's that's why too like we're going to nashville for nash bash mm. uh 
less than half the guys are from the Wombats. We're taking yeah. an Iowa team. Like, exactly. like, like it doesn't matter. It's a social thing. Have fun. But like, yeah, love to get more people playing. Okay, go number four. At number four, I would love to see Alec Lyon play again, otherwise known as Kahuna. He was a fucking force at UNI. And he's also the guy who originally got me out for rugby. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're from the same neighborhood. Yeah, like he's the first person I reached out to and got a hold of to come try out. And like I said, just great player, great guy. He was always so much fun to hang out with, still fun to hang out with. I know he's like in Nashville and stuff like that. Maybe we'll hopefully get a hold of him and have him come out and hang out with us again. Again, yeah. that's maybe, some maybe give him to play. We'll see. I don't okay, know. Like you're just <laughs> maybe I don't like this segment either. I feel like you're maybe maybe I have some tricks up my sleeve and you're spoiling yeah. them all. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you don't, don't know. know what you got going but, on. Um, you know, we might run into him in Nashville. Just know his body is broken because he was a guy that just a quiet leader, mm. but when he spoke and was just like, God damn it, and you're like, Oh, I fucked up. Um but also, too, he played all 80 minutes in the A-side match. And then if we were playing a 20-minute, 40-minute, 60-minute B-side match, he played every minute of both A and B-side. He didn't play B-side because he needed it. He played B-side because the team needed bodies. Yeah. He wasn't working on anything to, like, it wasn't for him. He was doing it like, this game doesn't happen yeah. if we don't have 15 guys on the field. Just put his body on the line, and he played a bruising style. Very oh, yeah. low-to-the-ground, hard runner. Um, took a toll on his knees and back mm-hmm. and neck and um, but yeah we might we might see him in Nashville I don't know number three I'd have to say Wes Moss just because oh my god watching him hit people was just oh sometimes it just made my body hurt because he would just come up and just smack people and that was always his philosophy he was like don't let them get any momentum you break off the line you go and crack those fuckers before they even get moving <laughs> like he was just the most aggressive player the only thing i always hated is he would always run like sideways but like all the way down the sideline you remember <laughs> that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. no yeah, west was just yeah, he it was, was very fun playing with him he was a he was a freak athlete like his motor was insane and the way he could hit people was insane and what i love too is okay maybe i've talked to west recently too um you know, he came out to our game when we were in the Quad, Quad Cities. Cities. Yeah, he came, he watched, and he's got a new baby as mm-hmm. well. And yep. um, two golden retrievers and nice little spot, you know. And yeah, Davenport, yeah. And yeah. he he was telling me too. He's just like, oh, I'm out of shape, great. And I'm like, no, he's not. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Look at me and look at you, dude. Like you could like walk on that field and run laps around me. Like and he's just like, oh, come on, Gray, come on, man. Oh, I miss him. Yeah, I do too. what a good dude. Um, for number two, it's actually like a two-way tie for number two. Uh, Tyler Beck and Mark Langfield. And the reason why I put those two is, is because, I mean, they were good players and everything, but their careers were a little bit short-lived because Mark had the stuff with the frostbite and only got to play like two mm-hmm. years-ish. Mm-hmm. We ran into him. Got, yeah. We ran into Mark at Cedar Falls when we had our match against Cedar Rapids. Yeah. He came. Great to see him. Yeah, he's awesome. And what about John? Oh, I was saying Tyler Beck. Oh, the other one. Sorry. Yeah. Beck only got to play a year, but, you know, he showed a lot of promise. You know, he was one of those guys who ran hard and picked up the game fairly quickly. But, again, he only played with us for a year because the whole Hawkeye community college Yo, deal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, was, he was one of the guys in that playoff match when yeah. we were in the Nationals playing against Stout when they were like, I did all the paperwork to get them approved for an agreement between Hawkeye and you and I. Yeah. And then – Tyler Beck, Zach Bailey, yeah. DeAndre Moore all had to sit out. That sucked. Three starters, two pack no, starters, good players. and then <laughs> DeAndre, our hard-running center, losing those three guys, and we only lost the game by like eight points. Mm. It was like, are you kidding me? Like, that would have made a huge difference. 
And they kind of big dicked me because I'm like, I did the paperwork and they're like, all right, that's fine. But we're just letting you know, we're going to appeal it. And, you know, if you lose the appeal, this game's a forfeit. Um, or you could play without them and see what happens. And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, and I was what, 23, 24 mm-hmm. when I had to make that decision. And I was getting big dicked by like <laughs> their union. Yeah. That's that yeah. The whole situation's ass. But like, yeah, yeah just with those two guys, it, which just would have been cool to see them get like more years under their belt, you know, before the you and I days were done. But there's still time, so maybe we'll get to see him play again at some yeah. point here. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah. And my number one kind of beat me to it already. I didn't the mean John, to, but John Shorty, <laughs> dude, I I had so much fun obviously playing with John, and he's like one of my closest friends, and you know he was a great, great fullback. Like every time somebody will like break the line, and like John's like the last guy to go get him. John tackles him, but, like, they're rolling on the ground. But then somehow John's, like, back up onto his feet, like, mid-roll, and he somehow has the ball in his hand. He did that, like, I swear God, like, a dozen times. It's like, how do you end up with the ball, like, on that tackle and you're just, like, rolling through? So wild. And, like like I said, just great tackler. And then he did a little bit of fly half and stuff for us, too, and he did well with that. And Good at sevens. Just, just good sevens player. And, you know, he's in Nebraska now. and Can't read. Can't read still, unfortunately. And he's got two kids, and it's like he can't teach his kids to read. It's kind of sad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I accidentally said his name because uh, Beck and John went to high school together. Yeah. Well, and, and Mark and yeah. Mark, yeah, all those yeah, guys. Was... They all went to Harlan together, and that's yeah. why too. Like honestly, you could put all three of those guys oh, together because, yeah. like, yeah, I just it's just it's so yeah. hard though to do. <laughs> it's so hard to do that list because there's so many other people. Like I love to see Kurt Flood play. I want to see S dot play again. I want to see Aaron Bauman play again. It's like, ah, there's just so many people that I played with. Keegan Long, like, I want to see him play again. Well, we're going to have Estad on the show when he comes back from being overseas. Yeah, Jordan or whatever he's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's and, uh, fun. again, you're uh, not spoiling anything, but there's a chance you might play with him again. I just – never know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I do know. <laughs> oh, you this, heard it here first on the B-Side Boys. That was a funny That was a funny top five because it's just a love letter to your friends that you miss. I do miss those guys. It's kind of adorable. It's just yeah. like we there's talk a, about rugby. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people I miss. Do you like, remember all the fun stuff we did? And it's over now. It feels like I peaked too early and I'm on that downhill slide. I haven't, <laughs> dude, I haven't even started to peak. Like, I don't know. I'm I doing that. I haven't even begun to peak. Just saying, 2023, I'll turn 33. This is, this is the year, dude. This best year of my life. This is the year it all comes together. <laughs> I hope so. Thanks. <laughs> Or I die. I don't know. It's one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> How you feeling? Good, you? Good, you? Good, you? Good, you? Good, you? Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. And you can't stay off the weed. He ain't getting busted for using weed. Stay off the weed.
throw, he's a big retard He got a metal so hard, he can't get charged Good for him, cool, this fucking kid Wolf sleeves on his shirt, he thinks he's big What a joke, this fucking drop and he smoked He crotch faded, head down, his bitch is jaded I'm 68, his brother is losing patience Fuck him Joey Jeffries, those shitty ass girls aren't impressing He spends all day retesting Got a job now, that's a blessing, yeah Joey Jeffries, those shitty ass girls aren't impressing He spends all day retesting Got a job now, that's a blessing Get too high, so he just plays card He thinks he's good, but he's not Then half the game trying to get him bought Having a fucking thought He replies to his back with four and a half sacks Dropping the prison to get his ass clapped He's three kills by a pound the back Fuck, that's enough, this shit is gay like every day, you think he had a buffet Ties up his hair, just take it off Girls like, oh my god, can I play with it? Touch it, I wish it were mine That's what conversation subsides Leads to a flirt with some brawny guys like Look at that man, he looks pretty big Please play right so I can tackle him Cock on my chin, I'm not religious Take your dick ain't a sin, right? So we just breathe, so shitty ass girls are impressing He spends all day, we testing Got a job now, that's a blessing Joey Jeffries, those shitty ass girls are impressing. He spends all day we testing. Got a job now, that's a blessing.